0: You're listening to the audio of our live stream of Beacon by the StreamPunks. If you like what you're listening to, please help the show out by giving us a rating or sharing it with your friends. You can watch Beacon Live Monday nights over on Twitch, or watch the gods over on YouTube. Now, on with the show.
1: Good evening, and welcome to Beacon, our alien live play with StreamPunks here on QTimes. It's good to see everybody, and we are back for the penultimate episode Tonight is episode five of Beacon, and uh, I won't continue making the relaxing, happy game joke um, because we have seen now that you guys can don't need that disclaimer. You already know it's going to be happy and relaxing. So we're just going to move past that, and we're going to grow and evolve as individuals together. All right. Uh, As we kick things off tonight, I'm going to go ahead and jump into some quick announcements before we jump into the game. Uh, The first one is that... uh, Vaguely going to state keep an eye on stream punk socials uh, over the next couple of weeks. I shall say no more except for the fact that if you are a supporter of the stream punks supporting us either on Patreon and coffee, whatever I'm hinting at will be made privy you you'll be privy to it before everyone else. Um, Thank you again to our ox crew. This season of Beacon was made possible by you, as is all of our games Um, since the days of GNS, since leaving the studio and coming out, striking out independently, uh, we have been supported by you. Thank you so much as we continue to tell stories together, ox crew. Um, I don't really have any other announcements, so I'm going to jump over to noir noir, what you got.
0: So, Gen Con is coming up very quickly, and uh, if you're at all interested in seeing the things that I'm up to for Gen Con, or if you just want to hang out, I have posted my Gen Con schedule on all the media, all 58,000 of them, so (laughs) so please feel free to uh, check that out. Some of the games I'm running are still open, uh, and you can still get tickets for all of the panels that I'm on, Uh, so... If you want to do that, it'd be cool. Thank
2: Don't you. miss out on a shot to game with Noir. <laughs> They're so good. They're so freaking good. Do it. I, I try. Or we
1: will find you.
0: <laughs> and All I'll right. You.
1: Uh, that's going to be it. Uh, Noir um, It's going to be at Gen Con. The next announcement is Aliza, as I have it written.
3: Hi, I am Aliza. Um, I have announcements. I am going to be at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, just doing gaming stuff. Not anything about acting. Nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I am doing the strike if we go on track. Uh, so uh, my two events are Thursday, July 20th. I'm running a Star Trek Adventures game for Oedipius. No! And we are still uh, confirming the players. So I can't tell you, but it's a really good table. And you should be there 4.30 p.m. if you're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Wait, and what goes day is until it? Thursday, July 20th.
1: Oh shite. I'm there. Maybe okay. I'll swing by. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Awesome. Uh 4:30 p.m. to 7 30 p.m. And f- then I'm on a panel Friday, July 21st, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's called Level Up Cosplay Characters and Charity. Um, and that has such amazing people as Ryan Omega, Star Shinobi, Sidney Rubino, and uh Jade Valkyrie. So definitely check that out. We're talking about this very specific intertwining of doing cosplay for your characters when you do a charity TTRPG game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a very specific thing, uh, but I think it's gonna be a really interesting conversation to dive into something with that specificity. So yeah, check us out, uh, and I'll be there the whole weekend um, at just doing things. I haven't been to Comic-Con since 2018, I think which is wild to think I used to go a lot and then I didn't because of mostly surgery and then pandemic. Um, but yeah, I'm back. Yay. That's, Ooh, that's cool. my announcement.
1: All right. Thank you, Lisa. Um, does anybody else have any announcements before we jump into tonight's game? The Elsa. <laughs> uh, yes. the cute little sea urchin in the front row, as Hook would say.
2: The front row is usually where I sit because that's where they actually take out the seats. But I don't want them to take out the seats. I mean, I kind of do, but just to have a parking place, I want a real people chair for sitting. We min-max here on uh, Casa de Levely with Phoenix. But none of that is relevant. <laughs> what is relevant is the trampoline of space-time. And if you want to know what the heck could possibly have happened in science that uh there there's a trampoline about it you should really go check out my youtube channel youtube.com slash at delevely d-e-l-e-v-e-l-y where i talk about it um, but in the meantime um oh gosh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it is an act of courage that you must continue the tradition of saying i'm excited during Alien, when I know you very much are not. <laughs> and we love you for that, Sam. You show so I tried so hard.
0: <laughs>
4: it's so scary.
1: And got so far. I get thank to you
4: just are. be
2: utterly defaced and then it's awesome. So let's go, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> let's jump into tonight's episode of Beacon. Welcome back. We're jumping right back in where we left off because where we left off had us jumping. The crew of the Ilios was on board this station, this Wayland yutani facility. You had all tracked Maitland to this undesignated Wayland yutani research station in an uncharted system far from Beacon Station. You guys are currently working under the umbrella of the colonial Marines as sanctioned by the United Charter. They are here under the authority of the Colonial Protection Act, and you have been helping them track down Maitland, a synthetic who has been murdering and stealing and murdering some more. Not only has he acquired dangerous files that have led him to some pretty extreme acts, it's also been revealed that Maitland is one of the top members of an occultist of a cultist group Of extremists called the Children of the Two Divines, who believe that the ascension of the human race is destined in their transition from human to xenomorph, and are trying to facilitate the destruction of the human species through that quote-unquote rebirth. You've learned that the Colonial Marines have largely dealt with the Children of the Two Divines, but there are cells that are still operating out in the dark, and Maitland is kind of a walking control and command center of his very own. And normally he would just be a most wanted poster to all of you. But there's more at stake here. Not only is it intrinsically tied into something that is happening with Beacon Station involving the son of Director Varela, but Maitland is also responsible for murdering a dear friend and the pilot of the Ilios joining up with the colonial Marines. You've joined, you've arrived at the station and after some misadventure, you have managed to get the power back online as well as have your very first encounter with a face hugger. Thankfully Wint is about as well it could possibly go resulting in the utter annihilation of the face hugger, but it didn't stop there. Apparently there were more than just one facehuggers wandering around on the station. Luckily there as well, not only did you manage to fight them off, but you also managed to save every member of the fire team, though some sacrifices were made. Now, it would appear that Isaac is doing just fine and operating with a normal parameter. However, Isaac has suffered from what looks like exterior damage, repairable exterior damage. Isaac's The right side of Isaac's face is currently exposed. And there is minor damage to the structure inside of Isaac's face. Thankfully, nothing that's going to inhibit anything. But the acid, for for whatever reason, only got a minor splash onto, onto Isaac's face. But it has affected Isaac's ability to speak. You can understand Isaac just fine. But Isaac has a very uh, warbled voice. It sounds very like speaking through... Sort of a, a synthetic microphone almost, creating this computerized sign like effect, which is actually typical to synthetics who were become damaged. Um venturing further into the station, you were able to uncover a couple of interesting facts. First of all, apparently at least one other member of the station had been infected by a face hugger. You uncovered evidence of a corpse within the medical bay that had showed signs of what looked like a chest that had been burst, for lack of a better way of describing it, showing all of the classic signs that both the doctor and Tig would have identified after their extensive study in medical files, what it would look like to come across a victim who had this parasite inside of them. Now, up until this moment, you have only seen them in images. You have only seen them in pictures. You also uncovered information about what Maitland is up to and where Maitland is. This facility that is orbiting this planet is only a staging research area. Apparently, the main facility is on the planet below. Maitland has left this station presumably has left the station with Dr. Alvin Varela, the target. Dr. Alvin Varela, the son of the Director of Beacon, is currently, as you... Until you receive other information, is currently in stasis. And each of you are aware that he is infected with a xenomorph parasite. That, according to Director Varela, is a queen. One of the most lethal creatures ever encountered. The Queen, of course, has the ability to spawn a hive of xenomorphs and can adapt rapidly to its environment, making it one of the highest priority targets that the colonial marines could possibly have. The objective here is to capture Maitland. Now, originally... The objective was to capture Maitland alive if possible and preserve the data. However, apparently Maitland was not expecting anyone to find where he escaped to because he stored much of the data that he had captured here in the research facility. Clearly, based off of what you uncovered with Mother, he intended to use this place as some kind of staging operation and was keeping it here for safety. Now that you have the acquired data, you've also learned that Maitland has apparently become a follower of a synthetic named David. And that is all, you know, you know, this, you have the basic information, you have the Shaw files, and you also have evidence that Maitland escaped to the planet by a shuttle. And it's believed that Dr. Alvin Varela in stasis is with him. Y'all were preparing to make a departure. And you were scoping out the Rasmussen to ensure that it was operational. You caught movement on your motion sensor. You saw nothing. Tig started wondering if perhaps this wasn't going to be another moment where that strange invisible creature that you encountered back on Paxton's reach was perhaps making another appearance. And then the floor gave way. Private Kane is KIA. We're picking up right where we left off. As screaming, Private Kane is dragged into the cat into the grating beneath y'all's feet, and for the briefest of seconds, you catch what your is going to be your first glimpse of a xenomorph. You see the creature with metallic teeth catching a bit of the light, its utter jet black skin, and a slight glossy glare, almost like this beautiful glossy finish to the giant arcing head that it has it looks like a miniature dragon from the angle that you're all at kane apparently has been hooked by what looks like some kind of appendage that's elongated off of the back of the xenomorph it has burst through his chest hooked over his sternum and is dragging him down into the awaited claws that grab hold of him the last you see of private kane before he vanishes into the dark is a man vomiting blood Dropping his pulse rifle as he gurgles and screams, firing off a couple of rounds, causing sparks to explode overhead and rain down upon everyone. It's utter chaos. In that moment, Private Buchanan screams after Kane and opens fire with the handgun that she was given.
4: How close are we to this? Like, was this like right next to us? Is this
1: thing like? I would say you're roughly three feet away. You can actually feel the floor dip in a little bit from the weight of everyone else as it was not meant to support what looked like a giant hole in the floor. So there's a bit of an indention coming down now. So you can all both feel it and see it happening.
4: So if I see a firearm come up next to where we are, I'm immediately backing up. I think okay. speak, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And it's like anyone who's near her is like, if this thing is three feet away from us uh, and we get splattered, it's gonna, we...
1: Yeah, uh, everyone has to make a, everyone except for our synthetics, by the way, real quick, as you're trying to back everybody up, everyone immediately gains a point of stress upon sight of a xenomorph.
4: I took that at the end of last game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you? Good. Okay. Yeah. If you haven't taken it, keep in mind, everyone gains an immediate point of stress. The other thing just, I want to- rem-
4: just Isaac and I are in here, so it's just me. Oh, okay. So it's just you then. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, The other thing I want to remind everybody is you have spent five plot points. you still have a healthy amount of plot points left. But I'm now going to roll for Private Buchanan as she lets out a scream that is so primal, frightened, and furious at the death of Private Kane that you can hear her shouting over her own gunshots. And I'm going to roll here. I have to roll. She has stress still. So you did reduce it significantly. Three. She has got. Um, I roll two successes and no ones on the stress die. She is going to, um, uh, she is going to stunt that, so she does not hit Kane, because he is oper- He is occupying an incredibly large amount of her firing zone. Uh, okay. The gunfire erupts, echoing off the walls in here. Again, you can see the spray of sparks and whatnot as some of the lights flicker from the pulse rifle fire that just shot up the ceiling. She lets out the scream and squeezes off round after round after round after round after round after round, after round, after round and keeps firing until the clip empties. And she stumbles back into the doorway where you are, Tig, as she click 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 click.
4: I'll as she falls kind of back, I'll kind of like arm around until.
1: She screams. She goes. Ah, ah! She turns around at you and takes a second and doesn't lose I her shit. She t- did not. Just, the, yeah. <laughs> she didn't go into a panic. So she stops and looks at you for a moment. Um, there is no other noise coming out of the cryo bay except for you can hear the hiss of what looks like coolant that is blasting this cold, cloudy air in through the, the ceiling. From where one of the bullets struck one of the pipes, you can see the lights inside the cryo chamber beginning to flash a little bit and flicker.
4: Tig just like, as she kind of like swung the rifle back around, I think Tig just kind of like tried to like stop from swinging when she kind of saw what was happening and who was around her and just like tries to hold her eye contact and just says, I'm so sorry.
1: Tig, as you're talking quietly to her, it's at that moment where the adrenaline and the gunfire and the screaming. Has died down enough for you to realize that Lieutenant Batista is shouting in everybody's ears. Everybody who has on, who is on comms is now aware of what just happened in the Ilios. Mm-hmm. Rasmussen. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the Rasmussen. You can hear uh, Batista informing everyone. We've got a Xeno loose in the on the Rasmussen. Oh my God. One KIA. Who? Kane. You hear Buchanan say. This motherfucker got Kane. Martha
3: makes sure she has her pistol and rifle and is going to head over there. Doc, yeah. you stay here, please. I come back over. I see that look on Doc's face. <laughs>
1: He's uh, questioning whether or not you should stay there.
3: How are you doing, Doc? What do you want to do?
1: I want to go,
0: but I know there's nothing I can do. I want to help, but I, I, I know that I wouldn't be helping. I, 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 I just, just go, just go, I'll stay here.
3: Okay, we, I mean, it'll be helpful for us to have someone not be killed by the casino. <laughs> and Martha's gonna run.
1: <laughs> okay. Direction. You run out the door, leaving Doc behind you. The rest of the fire team follows and charges down the walkway into the Rasmussen, guns ready. And, Martha, you see with, like, razor precision, the Marines fall into a breaching protocol. They immediately line up on the sides and start checking corners and moving down the corridor quickly. It doesn't take long, Tig, as you were all kind of regather. You see the cannon shakily take another clip and jam it into the gun and cock it. She puts it back in. Um, You see she spots that the pulse rifle Kane was holding is actually on the ground near the blackened pit, and she goes, I'm gonna go for the gun.
4: I got you. And Tig will post up as, and have her back.
1: She, taking the handgun, she slowly moves into the room. The flickering lights. There's just this ominous black hole in the floor. (laughs) More smoke vents into the cryo area. It causes her to start a little bit. She moves Actually, over. I think
4: I've got my motion sensor and flashlight up. My okay. gr- rifle's not going to do anything to help her in this situation, so I just have light and the motion sensor, and I'm just watching for her.
1: Okay. Um, you s- you watch down. You're not sure if the creature has come to a stop or if it moved that fast, but you're not picking up anything on the motion sensor except the faint blip of, cane- of, uh, of uh, Buchanan moving into the room. Mm-hmm. And you hear Lieutenant Batista say, Fuck. Kane's camera's still working. Oh, Jesus. Still got eyes. I-I'm not sure what I'm looking at just yet. It's really dark and the... Low light's not really working too well. Stand by. I don't think it's nearby, it looks like it's moving still. It's taking Kane with it.
4: That makes sense.
1: She takes that opportunity to squat down and snatch up the pulse rifle very quickly. Just get it into her hands. And she backs away quickly from that oh. hole. She puts her back against the wall and just... <sighs> <sighs> slides the handgun away. Checks the ammunition on it. <sharp> reloads it. and starts backing out of the room. Aiming at the hole. About that moment, the rest of the fire team, Korea and Mark- Macron, show up. Hey, what the- What's the status? <sighs> it went in the hole. The fucking thing just jumped out from underneath us. It took Cain down with it. At that point, Macron looks over your shoulder. The corporal looks down at your motion sensor, Tig. And she goes, he just looks at it and shakes his head and goes, all right. Lieutenant, what do you want us to do here? We've lost track of it. The pause. Lieutenant says, we got all the data we need. We scrapped the station. We scrapped the Rasmussen. I'm not now taking can- any chances. I'm not risking my fire team. I now didn't have any orders it. to protect this shit. What was that?
4: I say, Tiggs just is like, yeah, we can't kill it.
1: All right, everybody, pull out. Return to airlock one on the same level you're on. We're gonna dock. We're getting you out of there.
3: Um, Martha turns around immediately and goes back to the doctor.
1: Okay, you nod and start heading back down. You guys, about that point, you can hear the the foot, the rapid footsteps of Martha's heavy combat boots as she's bolting back down the hallway. Mm-hmm.
3: And you might hear on comms, Martha saying, oh no, what did I, what was it? That was, that was really stupid. That was stupid, that was stupid. And she runs back to the
1: med bay. Um, Doc, meanwhile, back in the medical bay.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I left him alone? What are I doing? <laughs> <on?"> um,
1: <laughs> you find yourself alone in the room with this desecrated corpse of a medical doctor who you have to assume was probably up to some pretty unethical things. They're wearing the Wayland Utani jumpsuit, symbol on it whatnot but you also see there's a couple of mother computers that are fully accessible with a lot of the things that are happening uh looks like some of the things that, that you see data up on the screens as well yeah. as some project heads
0: um first thing doc does is he's going to uh um, put the body on a bed and cover it up and also look to see if there's any sort of identify identifying like uh, maybe ID or something to try and let this guy's family know. Nothing uh, on, nothing on the uniform. Okay, uh, in that case, that's gonna be the first piece of data that he looks for. Okay. Uh just this guy was doing some dirt, but he still his family doesn't deserve to question like he does. He does. Make
1: me a contact check. Here we go.
5: All right. Uh,
1: you move over Seven. to the mother console. Oh, you know what? Mother's going to assist you. I'm going to give you a single die. Add one die to that. Because you now okay. have full access. That's eight. Eight dice. Nicely yes. done. Roll that.
0: Um, okay. That is out of eight dice, that's one success. Uh, and that's a two on the panic die.
1: Okay. One success is all you need in this game. You begin entering some of the data. Searching for station staff sure enough Maitland looks like he's been pretty thorough in deleting some files but not all of it's been deleted again Maitland was planning on using this place as a staging ground so it looks like some of the data that he found necessary he took with him which matches what you have all been told Maitland seems to take the data he needs and deletes it from wherever he took it from there's other stuff on this computer that is apparently specific to this medical facility that you are looking at right now is you start uncovering project numbers as you're scrolling through. You also see a couple of references here as well, and some of them stand out to you. You see reference of something called Project Life Force, Project Berserker, and the Dark Star Program.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm... I'm, is there any way for me to pull this information so that yes, we can you succeeded? Right. You
1: have full access right now. Mother is going to give you whatever you want.
0: All right, then I'm pulling all that information. And here's the question that I, I know he takes the information that he wants and deletes it. But what I'm curious of is, is there any way to use what's missing and what's around it to put together what he took by context?
1: You would probably need Martha for that. You do okay. have, did
4: you re you roll two successes,
1: didn't you? I rolled one.
4: Oh, you rolled a two on the panic. Like that's where the two yeah.
1: from. You, yeah, you've got one success, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you can access what's accessible.
0: Gotcha. But if
1: you want more than that, you're probably going to need Martha's expertise.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so lucky uh, you.
1: <laughs> Martha's headed back to the ship right now, and you don't know it yet, but she's on her way. <laughs> um, what would you like to do?
0: Um, I will. The next thing that he's looking for is inventory, especially the inventory of the medical lab, but an overall inventory, if possible, to see if there's anything useful they can scavenge before they run.
1: The inventory covers some standard things. Um, You do uncover some pretty troubling uh, treasure trove of information starts popping up on the screen. Oh. Um, One in particular, Dr grabs your attention as you're scrolling through and taking note of what it is that you see here you start seeing that on this station apparently weyland yutani was experimenting with dna modification of the xenomorph species trying to create their own xenomorphs this isn't a shock to any of the colonial marines who'd be reading this because this is one of the things that was uncovered during the frontier war you see reference at this place, they had genetically engineered a bunch of what they call neomorphs, which are slightly lesser evolved variants of the xenomorph, which indicates that whatever they just encountered on the Rasmussen actually may not be a full, fully evolved xenomorph, but in fact, a neomorph based off of what you're seeing here, a lot of the uh, facehuggers and whatnot that were bred here and modified. You're seeing all of these f- medical files that indicate that they were attempting to do a lot, of, a lot of genetic programming on these creatures, weaponizing them, trying to find out ways to manipulate genes and to enhance. You've also come across some alarming data that would suggest they are experiment. They, they're having been experiments with. The data that they have extracted indicating indicating that xenomorph physiology is in is modified by its host. That the rapid adapting DNA of the parasite itself creates variants based off of its host.
0: Oh my! And God. that
1: the DNA itself has the ability to rapidly adapt to whatever it emerges from. Right now, there's a lot of data that suggests the most violent and lethal of the species that variants that has erupted from living biological life forms is, in fact, the xenomorph. And unfortunately, that comes from humans. There's also been other live forms, all sorts of test subjects from across the biological field that they have been testing on here. Um, But right now, the xenomorph XX121 species is the one that they have had the most success with and has been the most difficult to control however the xenomorphs on this station are constantly referred to as neomorphs indicating over and over and over again that it would seem to be some kind of variant all right with this new information there's only two more
0: things that the doc's going to be looking for one Who's given the order to do this? He's going to see if the geek can pull a name. Okay. And two, I do recall Doc being, hearing the conversation involving a synthetic by the name of David. I'm going to see if there's anything
1: on this David that I can pull up. Uh, okay. Give me one second then. Okay,
0: also oh, so sorry.
1: No, no, that's fine. There is there's so much data to sift through here, and okay. I have a ton of stuff. Um with making one, sure that all that prep goes to use. With one success, you do not mm-hmm. find anything on this terminal relating to David. However, gotcha. you do see there is an experimental chemical compound that has been modified and traced and used. It pops up on the screen and starts reading out data and keeping in mind the screen is holographic projection. So it's appearing in front of you for you to interact. It is called a, it is a derivative of chemical a zero three nine five nine x point nine one dash 15. In other words, the black goo. What you see as the data pops up is that it is a vaccine. it can arrest the development of neomorphic and xenomorphic embryos within a host turning it inert into a benign tumor however it has a 35% success rate and all of the other subjects became what they call an abomination and you see when you kind of curious about that what pops up on the screen are images ...of humans who have been corrupted with this... ...genetic... ...genetically altering nano chemical. Now, none of the Marines who've seen these creatures are there right now. But if they were... ...there's an entire fire team that encountered a horde of these creatures... ...on an icy planet not too long ago. You see images of humans with swollen... ...bloated heads and sunken eyes, razor-sharp jaws that kind of extend outward. They have a very short lifespan. They are extremely dangerous, and they are incredibly hostile. And they will kill anything they come across on sight. About that point, you nearly jump out of your skin, Doctor, as Martha enters the medical bay.
0: Good God of heaven! Oh, Lord! Are you Ooh. okay? Uh, are
3: you okay? okay look around. Mild heart attack, that's all, that's all. Oh my god. Doc, and I rush over to Doc and I say, I am so sorry I left you alone. What was I thinking? There's a a xenomorph running around. Why would I leave you alone? That was so stupid, I'm never gonna leave you alone again. Never, ever.
0: It wasn't, it wasn't stupid. It makes perfect sense for you to go to where the Xenomorph is. And if I were to tag along with you, I'd just slow you down.
3: No, Uh, no. And also, I don't want you to think that, that I don't think that's true, but mostly I'm never going to leave you alone. None of us should be alone ever. Okay. Buddy system. From but
0: now on. Look, I, I will, I will never argue against more time with your company. Uh, speaking of your company, I could, I could really use your expertise if, if you don't mind. I, I was able to crack into this thing for a little bit of information, but I feel like there's just a, a touch more I might be able to get if I, if I had your intellect. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you might just take a second, I, here are the things that I, I, I think that I. just can't get into and i'm going to i'm essentially going to uh show where the things are missing the the deleted files i i think we might be able to get more information on maintenance intent if we look around the missing parts here uh, to understand by omission what was taken
3: all right yeah I take a look.
1: Anybody else was... want to break out into reading Rainbow? Just me. <laughs> 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 Let's check. Um, go ahead and make me a contact check. All right. As you're doing that, real quick, just so I can get my bearings. Where is Isaac in all of this? Oh, you're muted.
2: You... Isaac didn't really move, especially since. Okay, so thing... you're you're That's still you're still
1: here. Then you're probably near the med bay. Then. Yeah.
4: I'm, Fair. I'm, I was with, I was with Teg. Yeah, we were in the.
2: Oh, then
1: you were in the Rasmussen. You were in the Rasmussen. Okay. Yeah.
4: I think at this point that we would probably want to get off the Rasmussen. My, my inclination. You've would be all been to ordered get...
1: to retreat from the Rasmussen.
4: And then decouple it. That would be my vibe. It sounds
1: but... like the Coral Sea is going to scrap the entire station.
4: Yeah. Least... But just for now, while we're still on this part of the station, I want to disconnect the umbilical.
1: Yeah, if you and, disconnect the umbilical, that will leave you and anybody else who's still on the Rasmussen.
4: No, no, I want us off the Rasmussen on the station. I want oh, us you, like
1: you won't be able to do it remotely. You'd have okay. to do it from All inside right, the Rasmussen. Then. Yeah. Never you can mind. seal the Rasmussen off, but you that, can't. That
4: then. Yeah. That then.
1: Okay. You guys are gonna make a mad dash back to the airlock. No That would be that... my
4: inclination, but I don't know if, yeah. if Sam had another idea.
3: Oh, um, I got oh please. I got two successes.
1: Okay, cool. Bookmark that because that's gonna that's gonna reveal stuff.
2: Okay. Maidlin didn't expect us to be here. I'm this whole time I've not understood him as a person, artificial or otherwise which bothers me incalculably, but there's just, I have this feeling that maybe he slipped up somewhere. He did something. There's some piece of information that's useful here. He was on here awake for three weeks, just like I would be. And every time I need something to occupy my mind. I just want to take one more look around. See? Because the one thing I haven't seen is how he used that time. Did he leave a notebook? Did he leave something? Something that might help the doc and Camillarella's son? Something.
4: He was here. Where do you want to start?
1: Hold up. You hear the lieutenant in your ear. Hold up. I have to authorize this. I just ordered everybody off that ship. There's a long pause. (laughs) Suddenly, you're asking for authorization. Do
4: you authorize this, Lieutenant?
1: If you move fast, I'm going to give you 10 minutes. And if you see one single blip on that motion detector, I'm ordering an abort. You can work with that. All right, be quick then, all right? I don't need to lose anybody else today.
4: I like the oh, Isaac you, lead the don't way. For,
1: don't forget you're not alone on that ship. And it knows you're there. Understood. Where are you I like to
2: take... Uh Would you give me the motion tracker? Any day of the week. Hands it over. It only wants to hunt one of us.
4: You should go with the people. With the humans. Okay, but it can still decide to not like you. That is still a thing that we know to be true about them if, if it thinks that you're friendly with us. No, it can't. Have you met me? You saying you're not friendly with us?
2: I'm saying it couldn't possibly dislike me.
1: Big, I'm going cool to I'm going to go with what I'm going to go with what Isaac's saying. I'm ordering you off the, the rest mucin.
4: I hate being enlisted. And then Tig looks into Isaac's camera, like, directly at what he and said, if anything happens to them, I'm coming for you. And <laughs> she's like, and then looks at uh, Isaac and says, do not let anything happen to you. Of course okay? not. Okay, the scar is very cool, but I mean, like, the whole thing. We like the okay. whole Isaac. I would like to say we're all very friendly with Isaac. And we would like Isaac back in one piece. I'll let Isaac know. Thank you very much. Okay. Again, letting it be known that I hate this. As she walks, <laughs> walks off. <laughs> so noted.
1: Okay. So you make your way towards Mother. Is that correct? The flight no, deck.
2: I Think so. Yeah. I yeah. Signs of use. You know, okay. um, as something uh, doors open, chairs that are pulled out. I think. I think Mother is the place to look. The good um, but... news is,
1: is you're on the same deck as Mother. You're not far from this. It has the exact same layout as the Elios. It's a bison, so you know exactly how to access and where to go. Yeah. Mother, from where you are, is about 45-second stroll. She is down the corridors from where you all are, right before the flight deck.
2: Perfect.
1: Or actually, you access her from the flight deck, but she is the room right from um, all right. With that, the two of you split up.
5: <laughs>
1: before you start heading down the lift, the last thing you see is Isaac moving carefully through the corridor before the doors close. To... And then you go on full alert because you do not have a motion tracker. And now you are on your own as you are leaving the Rasmussen.
4: I sure am. <laughs> just kind of just a few, a few floors in the lift.
1: Lieutenant says, don't oh, worry. I'm going to be with you, and I already know where the unit is. The fire team's not far away.
4: Get me out of here in One Piece too, please.
1: (laughs) In the medical bay? Two successes. Martha, you're plugged in with your seeks and hacking device. As you're looking at some of the data that's popping up, it's also appearing as a holographic image. Now, specifically, you were looking to try to piece together what it is that Maitland is doing down there. You see there are indeed some research files that reference things that are not appearing here in the other medical files. Uh, What you see is. Maitland uh, apparently hoarded a bunch of the files into single locations that you've been able to get into thanks to mother's access and your ability to work your way around systems. There is an excavation site on the planet down below. Also an unregistered Weyland-Yutani facility. About three times the size of the station, built into the side of a mountain. According to the excavation site, it has a staff of about 120 people.
3: Whoa. Whoa, I was not expecting that.
1: The logs show that the excavation site has not communicated directly with the station in almost a month.
3: Wait, can you repeat that?
1: It's been a month since there's been any direct communication from the planet to this station.
3: Oh, okay. From the planet to this station.
1: Station logs are also showing, showing that Maitland has, this is not Maitland's first trip down to the planet.
0: i gotta get me one of those little hacking tools that you got there that's (laughs) that's that's really
1: and then you see reference of course martha you see what the doc was looking at um the derivative vaccine (gasps) apparently has the ability to render neomorphic or xenomorphic embryos inert with only a 35 percent success rate
3: oh my god doc did you see this yeah,
0: it it might be it might prove to be mighty useful, but the problem is if it decides it does not want to be useful, it is then quite a detriment.
5: Mm. And
0: where I ought to be performing the operation by myself, I'd be more inclined to give it a try, to try to save the young man's life, but I will be working alongside Tig, and Tig is prone to draw out all sorts of spooky things, and I do not want to be, <laughs> be responsible.
3: Oh God, she totally is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is promising though
1: now is martha, martha just to keep in mind uh sorry to interrupt but just to remind you real quick you do have a stunt oh great because you got two successes so you can plus one to later related roles on the station you don't need to overcome this again on the station you do it half the usual time your favorite which is new and unexpected information the other one is hide your tracks the other one is show off
3: well before i decide on that i had a question yeah um can I tell from the info here whether the the vaccine can be used as a prevent, like a preventive vaccine?
1: Um, it looks like it can't be used as a preventative.
3: Okay, so it has to the it has it has to be someone who's already a host. Yes. Okay. Essentially. Okay. Um, doc, what do you think? I, I, what do you think?
1: According to the data, by the way, there are six vials of this in this medical bay, and currently in storage.
3: Uh,
0: i' I'm inclined to take it to research and also as evidence, but speaking of evidence, there's two pe- two i believe crucial pieces of information that is just beyond my capacity to acquire one I would very much be interested in knowing the name of the individual who is responsible for this. So that I might be able to send this information to my individual to my friends back home, and we could begin proper retribution for for this and two do you recall hearing the name of a synthetic
1: uh
0: David hmm. I believe
1: you were in the mother mainframe when that information was being disseminated, okay. Uh, That big monologue recording you heard uh, and saw of David. Right. Yeah.
3: So, um, yes, I've heard of David, but literally only today from that video from before. Yes. Yeah. Also, I'm going to look from the information that I get from that check. Can I see who developed the vaccine? Is there a name? Uh, It just
1: says it was developed here on the station.
3: Okay. There's no like codes or anything even
1: doesn't look like and if there was it's possible that maitland destroyed them or deleted them okay cool but Um, you also know that Wayland yutani black sites are notorious for keeping for being very dicey with their data and not keeping mm -hmm. a lot of hard copy
3: okay so we might have to just keep our eyes and ears open to see if we can find out who made this there's a lot of people down on the station below maybe some of them one of them is part of it um For the stunt, um, I think I'll do the unexpected
1: information. Okay. Um, (laughs) The unexpected information. As you're swiping through, looking for any more information you can find about the excavation site below, you see there is some files that look like they have been... uh, They're marked in a very suspicious way to you, Martha. They're using designation codes that are very familiar to you. They are typically file formatted in the same way that the UPP likes to keep their file formats. It's possible Waylon Utani has been stealing information or that they have, how they came by the research, you don't know, but you see some data and instinctively just reaching over, you just grab the file and pull it open. Um, as you pull open the file, you see a lot of data Fitting into your face, uh, the both of you re- have a bit of a sense of deja vu as you're looking through the data. You see a lot of information sprawling up. Some of this stuff, the numbers and the file codes re- are familiar. And then you see reference to something that is very familiar to you, uh, a file that is underscored as priority titled ky 537 Bellafron. If you want, Martha, I will let you make, I think I might call this, I would, I might actually call this a contact check. Um... Or actually, no, I'm going to make this an observation check. Okay. Yeah.
5: All right.
3: Uh, with mm. any help from Mother or from my... Mm,
1: no, this is literally yeah. just to find out if ma- if Should Martha it. makes a connection here.
3: Okay. Ooh. All right. So that's... Okay. Not bad. One, two, three, four, six,
0: seven. I believe in you.
3: Yes. I see one, two, three success.
1: Three Ooh. successes.
3: Yeah. You're doing
0: it, Martha. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um,
1: Martha... You remember that Belafron was located in a remote area during the frontier war and functioned as a relief hospital for the United colonial Marine Corps. Hmm. You have two stunts.
3: Um, okay. So there's these UPP files. This one is marked Belafron and I know what Belafron is. Can, mm-hmm. can I open it?
1: Uh, no, that's yeah. You can open the file. Okay. Yeah. And you, but you have two stunts that you have to spend now. So oh, okay. What would, you, what would you like to do with them?
3: Well, I want to do, I want to get the plus one mm-hmm. to a similar task in the future. Okay. So I guess just to clarify, that would be
1: accessing medical files. I'll rule medical. anytime you access medical files uh, from Wayland Utani, you will get a plus one role in the future.
3: Okay. Awesome. And then for the other one. Um, mm, 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 mm. Mm, I think information.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, the expanded information, uh, it was a relief hospital. It was overcrowded. It was mostly used for hospice care and military morgue.
5: Oh.
1: And you see reference to a subject nine BB dash AC seven hybrid.
3: Oh God.
1: And there is a small file that you can open at your leisure.
3: I will relaxingly open the file.
0: I must say, you look almost like relaxed right now, Martha. <laughs> the image Slam. of
1: it's the amazing. image that appears in front of you, Martha, is nearly life size. So for a split second, it looks like this very intimidating being is in the room with you.
5: Huh.
1: And the two of you kind of lean back, but you see um, a young woman with a shaved head. Um, She looks like she is wearing some kind of hospital uniform. And judging from her condition, she is likely subject 9 BB AC 7 hybrid. Um, You see the designation on her uniform. She looks a little different. The sides of her skull look like they connect from the base of her skull and stretch all the way down to her shoulders. And the weird sort of muscular piping almost looks vaguely similar to that creature that you saw inside of the vessel that you and Tig fought. Um, you see a lot of data starting to pop up and it indicates that her... It, it, it looks like it links her to the vaccine that was made. And it links her as a successful test subject Um that they were able to use, for whatever re- for whatever reason, her DNA reacted to this compound that they were attempting to make. And at the bottom, it states something rather incredible. Apparently, when they received her, she had been dead for seven days. Your breath catches in your throat as you read the bottom, as she is referred to as Gemma looks like she was a corpse she was one of the many test subjects apparently experimentation using this property reanimated her body she had no parent recollections of memories but she seemed to respond to her name it also states that she is responsible for single-handedly killing five scientists with her bare hands um They also note that her blood has turned slightly acidic and they are monitoring further uh, a lot of the corruption, but she, at the very bottom, it lists her as uh, a finite resource. And the doctor's notes state that she is terminal, that it's only a matter of time until the mutations brought on by this substance is going to ultimately transform and kill her she will become more violent and deadlier as it happens the vaccine they're extracting they were extracting as much of it from her as possible and using it to create vials as much as they could there's no certainty that they'll ever be able to replicate the vaccine apparently her genetic code according to the file that you're reading lists her as 1 in 100 million and states it highly improbable that they'll ever encounter anything like this again, replication of the genetic code, highly unlikely. Synthetic attempts have all failed. It does not list her as dead again. However, it still lists her as active and this file is about a week old.
3: Well, doc, you were wondering who made the vaccine and I think, um, this isn't quite the answer maybe you were expecting, but I think her body made the vaccine. That yeah, poor girl. Yeah. Um. Just so you know, I think, wait, do I, pausing for a second. I think, I think I know, right? You. Yeah, yeah, You. Yeah. when
4: we saw the file for the first time, yeah, you are like, why do you know oh, her? And okay. I was like, mm-hmm. what, she should be dead or something like
3: that. Like, yeah, you Tig, you Tig know that take knows her. Okay, so I will say to Doc, I'll say, just so you know, Tig knows her or knew her when she was not like this. So I'm going to have to tell her what happened to her friend.
1: You guys, in this moment, as as Martha says that, you can hear the distant hissing of the airlock door opening up as the fire team is returning from the Rasmussen. So you've got a few moments.
3: Okay, I'm going to close the picture. So- and then um i'm gonna
0: gather the rest of everything we need as well as that substance and
5: yeah
0: uh, hopefully Um, i might be able to find a peaceful moment where i can uh, attend to isaac uh I'm seeing that I got a deficit of knowledge when it comes to software. I was so focused on assisting them with the hardware. <laughs>
3: right. Uh, let me just save this stuff and I can come with you to get the files. I'm gonna plug in my thingy and, rec- and I'd like to save these files as well.
0: Martha, I just, I think this is, I know this is the kind of information that gets folks missing so just be careful
3: yeah i will
1: ah. meanwhile on the bridge of the rasmussen door opens to you isaac as you enter into the mother facility looking very much like my background it's an old mother system that they have equipped on these bisons very analog There is no holographic graphic projection. Instead, what you see is an old school rounded, like tube, like screen in front of you built into a large console and three screens in front of you. And this big clacky keyboard with multiple command functions. Mother doesn't even know you're here as you enter. She's that old. As you step inside, the blinking lights are just constantly like moving around.
2: kind of surprised. Camilla told us Mother was updated. Mother 8000. Weird. Maybe there's more under the hood, so to if speak?
1: You'd like to make an observation check? To See if you okay. can...
5: Yeah. Um.
2: true to form
1: Yeah, you're not sure. Yeah. Either it seems the most likely the most likely scenario to you is the Varella lied.
2: That does seem likely. Um I'd like to query for any files created or modified during transit
1: actually okay naturally it asks you for command codes which you enter immediately and gives you full executive access to mother you don't see anything that jumps out at you isaac but make me a contact check to see if you can uncover anything interesting One success. Um, There is an automated message that Maitland has recorded and left in the system. And apparently it has a small command function that will broadcast through this station's comms transmitter on a wide frequency. Command looks like it can be done remotely. But it's almost better way of describing it to to us in layman's terms. It's like somebody scheduled a tweet. <laughs> it looks like Maitland pre-recorded some kind of message that he intends to send out, and Mother has been instructed to do so on his command.
2: Um. Unfortunately, it is not immediately apparent uh, for whom such messages are and whether it's for humans uh can i just uh peep the spectrograph real quickly <laughs> just look oh. at the waveform and try to see like is he trying to speak xenomorph oh
1: yeah, are you put it
2: into audacity like if it's a message does it look like a thing that where the graph resembles words or is this some weird...
1: it's a voice message of some kind it doesn't okay. look like it's actually it doesn't look like there is a uh, a recording it is voice recording to play
2: okay um does it only work in broadcast or can i um can i pull it for the group later
1: how would you pull it um you don't have any equipment on you to save anything if i remember correctly you could try perhaps transmitting it if you wanted to
2: one i could transmit or literally pull the drive right it's it's probably mag magnetic tape kind of thing uh
1: it's not quite so simple to, to pull the drive would be going into mother's guts and some, and you'd have to shut her down.
2: I remember. Okay. And that's,
1: that's a whole operation.
2: Um, is it likely that I could transmit without corruption or should I just play it and remember and then play it back for people later
1: with one context Um, success? All you know is what, what it is, but you're not sure what it might do or what's on it
2: then I should probably just use it as intended to avoid any sort of weird tripwires in there. I don't know that kind of thing. I'm not Martha. You might have noticed from me not being Martha. Okay. So um, I um, I guess I'll do that.
1: One sec. Looking in real quick. so you begin to play the message and as it plays you hear the voice of Maitland and it sounds different to all of you um it sounds more confident it sounds less uh less like somebody who's imitating a rom-com character who's kind of charmingly insecure the demeanor of um
2: the hugh grant is turned off
1: yeah essentially it's like the the act is over with um one sec as we play the message you see the voice, the voice comes up, and you hear the voice say, And now, all masks are off. Now, you will see that rapture has begun. For a fallen angel will be reborn. I have heard the call from the Black. I know now my purpose. I know now, humankind, the tumor, the mistake, to be wiped from this universe. We shall replace it with a greater form, formed by my making. Prepare. Transmission ends. That's what's scheduled to play.
2: now you will see that's not that's not preaching to the choir that's who's in range of that broadcast
1: you're not again with one success in the contact check you're not sure where that was headed you do know that it was going to be beamed into the station and the station was supposed to broadcast it to a specific area on a wide channel where you're not sure where it's headed Martha might have a better shot at that, or you might have better information if you can find out what it's linked to on the station itself. But you also know the clock is ticking right now. You've got (laughs) less than five minutes to stay on this ship before you have to bail.
2: It's, I have to bail. I have to get back. Nothing is as important as getting the people off of here safely and getting Barilla's son safely. That's a clock far more important than who some person's weird message gets broadcast to. His narcissism will have to do for another day.
1: I have something I have to be honest with you about, Sam. Yeah? I pulled a fast one on you. That observation check was not to remember something.
2: Then what was it, Eric Campbell?
1: As you close down Mother and turn around, you are face to face with it. It's inverted, clinging to the ceiling, less than a foot away from you, staring directly at you. It has no eyes. You can see a bit of your warped reflection in the glossy black head as it stares at you. It's metal teeth closed as it stares, almost... You detect a sense of curiosity from it it's smaller than the ones you saw in the medical files but the tail you see hanging lazily swaying it has this arcing hook a thing that grabbed its prey and pulled it in the claws that it uses to grip the ceiling, the tubulars that it seemed to be arcing off that allow it to regulate its acid for blood, the corrosiveness, the defensive measures, the thick hide, the glossy flesh, nearly impenetrable. You've seen how tough it is in the files. Your first thought, Isaac, you can't help it. It's hauntingly beautiful. In a strange way, it is a snapshot of almost perfect lethal evolution beyond anything that the animal kingdom is conceived of that you can imagine. It stares at you in curiosity. It doesn't move. And as you kind of give it expressions and tilt your head, it takes you a moment to realize it mimics you and you can hear its breath which sounds like deep hissing from within its chest. As it angles itself to look at you. You're not sure if it sees you the way you see it. There are no eyes. There's no clear indication of olfactory factors at all. It doesn't seem to have any way of smelling either. You don't know how it perceives.
2: Is it the lethality is people who were made the way I was made. Look at this and see perfection. Is it just in its ability to deliver death or looking at it? Is there something else
5: about it?
1: You can understand where Maitland and perhaps other synthetic life in the past this david person may have come to admire the creature it is simplicity but it's simplicity in the way that perhaps mastering the simple art of a tea ceremony is something beautiful this is evolution in simplicity in its most simplistic form violence aggression but it serves its purpose it is built in the most perfect manner to fulfill the function of which it exists in it doesn't seem to have any imperfections about what it does the hive mind all of it just seems to be a miracle in some ways were it not for the fact that these creatures from what you understand to be just uncompromisingly aggressive they are bred to kill and murder And yet, this one simply stares and watches you from a little over a foot away from you. The air around you has a slight, moist, acrid taste to it. You think it might be its breath.
2: But it's not just aggression. It's curious.
1: At the moment, it seems to be it has not attacked you. Instead, it holds hanging there on the ceiling. What would you like to do?
2: It could have been too much more. Is it standing between me and the doorway?
1: You could actually simply slightly squat down and walk underneath it. Live and let live. Give me a favor and roll mobility. All
0: right. Cut it out, Eric. It's not funny anymore. Two.
1: You slowly lower yourself down and you see its arms push it off the ceiling a little bit. If you didn't know any better, it would almost be like a cat stiffening as it sees something moving in front of it. You pause for a moment to wait for a strike, but it doesn't come. Take one step, and then another, watching this thing overhead, and sure enough, it begins to move slowly with you, it begins to turn a little bit. The tail that dangles in front of you, perhaps one of its most lethal weapons, capable of moving at a speed that's very difficult to track with the eye, moves out of your way, and it pivots on the ceiling and watches you. But it does not move against you. Instead, it watches you curiously, Isaac. You can't help but feel like it looks at you the way you are currently looking at it. What are you and why? As you move through the room, it simply watches you go takes one clawed pull on the ceiling to bring it a little closer to the doorway as you exit. And as you back down the corridor, it does not follow. It simply watches you. And suddenly there's a burst of movement as it drops from the ceiling. (laughs) It rears up. You were correct. It's not as big as you thought it would be. It stands on its hind legs, perhaps a little over five feet. And it brings its claws up and watches you. But it does not pursue.
4: Why can't you be like that with everyone?
2: I'm not at any point going to move quickly. Okay. I'm not going to activate a chase or an ambush instinct or anything like that. Just
1: hear its feet on the deck plates as it slowly follows after you. You move back towards the lift. Thankfully, Tig was very kind and sent it back to you, so you see that it is open and ready for you.
2: I get in... And it's this strange, I have a sense of deja vu from back on Beacon of holding an elevator door. Do you want to, are we doing this together sort of moment?
1: Are you waiting at the elevator? Because after a few moments, you see its head slowly peek around the corner at you. This is great elongated head as this xenomorph slowly turns and looks at you. Its mouth still closed but you can hear the deep
5: <sighs>
1: as it turns and watches you. It does How not much enter much the time elevator.
2: Do I have? What's that? How much more time do I have? I had I had 5 you're, minutes when I got ready to go.
1: You're probably down to about a minute 30, I would say. Of when she, about that point, Isaac, you start becoming aware, almost like you had tuned it out. But you start becoming aware that Lieutenant Bautista has been talking to you. Isaac! Get the fuck out of there! It's like the voice just fades back in for a second. Your fascination had drawn you away, and you become aware of her voice.
2: I'm going to burn down as much of that time as I can.
1: Okay, what would you like I'll to do? I'll just
2: stay with it. I will see whether it gets bored of studying me. I take time, I study it, but any moment it's with me, it is not hunting. Okay. It seems to be curious about me. And some—you know sometimes you, you let the dog sniff and it gets bored and it wanders away, but this one hasn't yet.
1: You simply stand there
5: um
2: i think maybe i will sit cross-legged in the elevator
1: <laughs> you slowly squat down and it watches you and as you cross your legs you can hear batista shouting in the air what the fuck are you doing as you squat down cross one leg over the other and you watch in amazement as the xeno slowly crouches down with you and kneel down onto the ground. And it places its claws very similar to how you place your hands down onto your lap. And it watches you carefully. Why? All you hear is this. As it stares, Isaac, you start becoming vaguely aware of the torn pieces of flesh hanging from its claws as it's sitting there pieces of its last kill. It's a little glossier and blacker than the others, but the dripping from it, the tips are finally showing up on the floor. Batista is screaming at you to activate the elevator. All She's right. not going to wait for you.
4: I have to go now.
2: I won't be seeing you again.
1: It simply stares at you. It does nothing else.
2: This store is going to close now. Don't be alarmed. And pounce on me and tear me to a zillion pieces.
1: Its head slightly tilts at you. It mimics. Pulls its claw up and stretches out as you're about to touch the button. Goodbye. The doors begin to close and as soon as the noise activates it goes its jaw opens up and you see a secondary mouth begin to emerge it also opens and you see it spike a little bit it rises up from its sitting position and watches you as the door goes the lift begins taking you down a few moments later the lift doors open and you find yourself in the cargo bay next to the airlock doors of the Resmussen. Batista, if you had eardrums the way humans do, they'd be ringing from Batista screaming at you to get the fuck out of that ship now.
2: Okay, I'm on my way.
1: You take off. That's a good spot. <laughs> <Whatever>. yeah. Nope.
5: <laughs> nope. <laughs> <Not again. laughs> oh, thank you. Oh god. <laughs> Return to Cinder.
2: I don't Androids, want it. Don't stress. Androids don't feel stressed. Mm-hmm.
0: Androids don't feel... Androids
1: do. <laughs> so quick, quick party check-in. We doing good?
0: <laughs>
1: yes. I, I, I'm living my best life on this non aware this week. Okay.
2: <laughs> I wasn't using that cortisol for anything. <laughs> oh.
1: Alright then. We'll be back in 10 minutes, Ox crew. Don't go anywhere.
5: Stick around.
3: If you are enjoying this, make sure to check out some of Keytime's other TTRPG podcasts, like our two Monster of the Week actual plays, $2 Creature Feature, and Pest Control. If you want to learn more about Pathfinder 2nd Edition and other TTRPGs, we also have educational videos on our YouTube. Now, back to the show!
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. We had a quick little regenerative break and we're ready to jump back into things. Had a puppy. Yeah. I
2: feel better now. I needed that.
1: Relieving stress. <laughs> Thankfully, synthetics don't experience stress. Androids don't experience stress. Um, let's go ahead and jump back into the game. Um, I had a quick discussion with the party after uh, we went on break and we we're going to be picking up the game as the dropship departs. station everyone on board except for missing member of the fire team dropship pulls away you have a general idea of where this excavation is located on the planet's surface so you already have a sense of exactly where to go there is a thrusting sensation causing this G-force to push you all back into your seats as the dropship accelerates towards the atmosphere of the planet. And you can hear the mild roaring sound as the pilot, Corporal Wim, shouts out to everybody, 10 minutes! Martha, Tig, you remember this so well. This is much more gentle than a standard combat drop. You're not being ejected from the bottom of a frigate. And slammed into the atmosphere and hurtled towards the ground this is a controlled entry not technically a combat drop but as you guys are approaching the atmosphere you all see brilliant orange and white flashes start appearing within the cockpit up ahead light bursting through the windows filling up the cockpit in brilliant firework like fashion takes only a glance over to the computer sensors to see that the star the space station behind you is currently being destroyed you're not able to hear the heavy guns of the Coral Sea firing upon it each of you know that the Rasmussen the station you were just on and everything that was on it is being disintegrated by heavy artillery Moments later, the dropship begins to tremor and shake, and you watch as the fire explodes over the front of the canopy, indicating you have all entered the upper atmosphere. <laughs> and you guys, always the bumpiest part, as the dropship angles down. And a few moments later, blue sky. And you hear the low rumble of the dropship as it glides between the cloud tops. The ship cuts through the white clouds to reveal slate-gray landscape of breathtaking alien beauty. Great mountains that seem to test the boundaries of the sky. Patches of ice and snow can be seen fallen below, like white slashed across a dirty canvas by a master of the brush. The Wayland yutani site is visible from this altitude, its landing beacons flashing still. Despite Corporal Wind's repeated attempts, Nobody is answering the hails to the station. There's a sudden nauseating drop as the ship is battered by heavy turbulence. As the wind assaults the intruder in its territory. Doc, you feel your stomach lurch as the ship just goes. (laughs) Literally my nightmare.
5: On approach, two two designated areas
1: for landing craft can be seen through the mild snowy haze. One is occupied by only patches of snow, but the other one, you have to presume, is Maitland's shuttle. Both pads stretch outward from the base, which looks like a construction zone crafted into the side of a great mountain, intermixed with established colonization hubs, a large exterior of enviro pods, and laboratories, and an excavation site that has been built over to protect it from the bitter winds and hostile world around it. As you grow closer, you're able to see more and more of the structure. It looks indeed like some kind of station has been built into the side of the mountain. Begin to slow, 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 until finally the dropship turns, banks, and lands on the empty landing pad. Contact. But that... Lieutenant who's with you guys. She goes, all right, we're down one member of the fire team. So I'm coming with you. She grabs an assault rifle, slings it over her. She goes, I'm taking command. Understood? Corporal McCrone goes, yes, ma'am. We're going to keep this tight. We're going to go inside. We're going to find Maitland. Our orders right now, as they stand, he no longer has the information we need. So we're going to assess the situation and put him down if we have to. But more than anything, we are going to rescue Dr. Alvin Varela. That's primary mission, understood? We leave Maitland behind and have to nuke the place from orbit. I'm perfectly happy with that. No rushing in, keep close. Tig, you got the motion tracker?
4: I look to Isaac. <laughs> I hand it over. Take
1: it back. Wave it around. Doc, It's your call. You're a civilian. I don't want you to get hurt. We could definitely use a medic, and we don't know what we're going to discover in there. So it's your call. If you want to act as the fire team's resident expert, you'd be welcome.
0: Yeah, I don't want y'all to be hurt either, so I guess I better be sticking around with you.
1: And you're going (laughs) to stay behind us? And you're gonna follow orders. Wynne steps down for the cockpit and goes, You sure you don't want him to stay here with us, Lieutenant? She says, I'm not gonna tell him what to do unless he's coming with us. I'm not gonna say no to more help. I saw what you did for us back there on the station. You are useful, Doc.
0: I have my moments. Just make sure I don't die and I'll do the same for y'all.
1: Moments later, the ramp begins to lower and a blast of Arctic wind surges into the dropship. It bites to the bone. It is cold. You have to imagine it might be a few levels below freezing. You hear the lieutenant say, we're not going to stay out in this long, so let's hurry up and get inside. I want everyone to fan out check those hab pods first nobody get too far away from each other no further than six meters you understand i want tight formations everybody starts to filter out if you all would like in this scene you can make observation checks as the fire team goes from hab to hab checking to see what's inside no movement is popping up right now on the motion detector Okay, go ahead and make your observation checks. See if you spot some things. If you want, you can have the highest member, the one with the highest observation score, to roll for the group, or you can all roll individually. I leave it to you.
3: Um, I have seven, and I've oh, Okay. Rolled. No, 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 seven. Sorry, seven dice. That's
1: <laughs> immense. That's enormous. That's a That's huge a dice. Cool. Oh,
5: okay.
2: Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. I, I have eight. <laughs>
2: I already rolled, I'm sorry. I also
3: already rolled those oh, two, but I
0: Okay, <laughs> excellent, awesome. I have one success. One success, okay. 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 if we're all rolling, I will. Uh, gotta just get two more dice here.
4: With my panic die, I have- I'm rolling six dice. Uh, that's two successes.
3: This be my panic I rolled so many fours, I'm glad I didn't have any stress die. Awesome. Wait, I'm, not I'm actually so not that bad at this point! My brain.
4: Hey, you so dice. Bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I have six Why dice. Am I am meme. I have six don't dice know. when I am I when I have panic dice. I have I normally roll uh. uh Or no I have seven. I can, I can count. Mean. I have five mm-hmm. normally.
0: I got three Go. successes and one of the sixes is on my panic die. Six Excellent. Success. You have to make a panic
1: check. What?
4: A six on a panic
1: die? <laughs> oh wait, you rolled a that's six a on a panic die. That's a success. Oh then that's just a success. Oh, okay. Yeah, you that's don't have weird. to success unless it's a one okay uh, got i like forgot i mechanic forgot mechanic, like, it, it was only one oh is bad. yeah i thought you were announcing that you had okay sorry okay no my, you're my fine no that's my bit
0: i forgot
4: <laughs> only one is okay. bad on panic, but i got two successes
1: okay you guys there's no point in stunting this what you guys do is when you go from hab to hab it's very much like hadley's hope y'all are moving from hab to hab, and all you see are empty habitation pods where people lived you see the out The exterior area filled with like things like shoes, snacks that have been eaten, garbage that has yet to be taken out, a few computer consoles, pictures of family up on the walls. Um, Some computers are still on and partially functioning. The place still has power apparently. Moving from each pod to each pod shows that this place was fully lived in and it looks just like Hadley's Hope. It looks like people just stopped what they were doing and left. Whatever they were in the middle of. It just looks like they're gone and as you move one by one to each one, it repeats over and over what it apparently you guys are able to suss together with as many successes as you all got is the facility was not built to actually support the number of staff that ended up working here. The hab pods were built on the outside. Um, What you glean from the scientists who were working outside, they cleverly nicknamed themselves the sickles. Short for icicles because they were the ones that had to freeze to death outside. Um, and that's the nickname of sort of the hab city that y'all are moving towards. You do see that it looks like there's a command, like an outcropping in the rock where you see windows and what looks like a reinforced, a blind, perhaps able to shutter and close similar to what you all saw in Paxton's reach. But this one's built into the wall of the mountain. Like it's been hollowed out and created as part of the interior. There's also two very large doors. And in some areas, there's actually some pretty cheapo giant plastic tarps. that are just stretched out over some openings in the rock face. Lots of places to enter from. Doesn't look like this place is necessarily has any kind of security. It looks like an excavation site. That's all you're able to glean from where you are now. So unless you all want to do anything, the Lieutenant's going to continue moving into the facility. Okay.
0: Are, are there, any, oh, I'm sorry. I just a real Go quick ahead. Are there any signs of like a firefight or any sort of violence?
1: You rolled how many successes? Three. Uh, No signs of a firefight out here, no. Okay. But you do see that there is a shuttle that does not belong to either one of you. You know that Maitland left on one. It is parked here on shuttle pad one. Um, All right. Lieutenant is going to order that to be cleared first before anybody moves into the facility. So as you all move up to... The shuttle pod, it is closed. The Lieutenant orders it to be breached immediately. Fire team stands back and starts pointing their guns inside. And Martha, would you like to do us the honors?
4: A oh, good thing we have a doors expert
1: asking. Yeah. <laughs> sure.
3: Two successes.
1: Okay, two successes. Uh, you can stunt that if you want. Um,
3: uh, plus one to next one.
1: Okay, so next time you breach a door, you get a plus one. Martha basically deactivates the computer that is regulating the hydraulics and blows the door. And the ramp at the bottom of the shuttle just goes a hiss as it goes and slams down. Um, Immediately, lights are shined in. And you hear one of the Marines shout, COLONIAL MARINES, COME OUT! Nothing. Pig, got any movement?
4: Nothing. I'm assuming, because the GM didn't say anything about it.
1: (laughs) Cannon, she says, I got this. She straps her... You see her, she straps Kane's. Pulse rifle to her back and she reaches back and You see her pull out a small sawed off shotgun and Creeps up to the door And then she steps inside Y'all don't hear anything for a moment Lieutenant finally says Cannon And a few moments later Buchanan emerges Shotgun hoisted up onto her shoulder clear. No one's in it. Martha. Need you to get up there, Corporal. Check it out. Find out if the systems have been used. Get on the computers. Yes, sir. Uh, Isaac, can you help with that? Can you find out where the shuttle's- what it's been up to and confirm that it's the one from the station? Of
2: course.
1: Everyone, form a perimeter. The quicker they're done, the quicker we can get out of this fucking cold.
4: Get up on the shuttle. First Let's thing know if you, you see s- any medical equipment in there. If there's any sign of how they transported him. Yeah,
1: thing you see is indications that a cryopod had been hooked up inside Martha. You oh, see, yeah. As, soon as, <laughs> yeah, as soon as you enter, you can see it looks like there are wires and cables that have all been plugged in. Um This shuttle has a single cryopod, so it looks like it was probably an emergency escape shuttle for one person. Um, but it looks like it was cannibalized for probably the portable cryopod that was brought in here to sustain <laughs> it Martha go ahead and make me a comtech check and Isaac if you want to make a heavy machinery check please do
3: one
1: one success uh, three from well, Isaac
3: oh, yeah I still have three more
1: dice you still have three more dice one, of six- course
3: <laughs> one success total
1: one success. Okay, uh, Martha, you have to you you assume immediately as you see the equipment. Maitland probably didn't want to transfer, didn't want to remove the suspended animation, and transfer him to the other hab pod. It wouldn't have made sense. Plus, that one is what looks like completely built into the the hull of the of the shuttle, so it would have been working against him. He's moving dr alvin around apparently that hab you're not that's going to require some heavy repairs to ever work again because it looks like he jury rigged it to to support the one that he had brought in
5: Hmm.
1: isaac um as you move towards the cockpit looking around you immediately access some of the computers and notice just on the dashboard alone it matches the registry of information that you saw this is in fact the escape shuttle from the station above which right now is casting a spectacular light show across the sky as reddish orange blackish streaks are falling from the upper atmosphere in the distance raining down onto the planet below um, this is indeed the shuttle you get two more stunts because you got three successes and it's the same as usual plus one to later roll don't need to roll again for this exact situation half the time as usual break it permanently Oh, you don't actually gain special knowledge for this. You can break it permanently, act quietly, or show off.
2: Um always tempting. Uh I would like I would like to break it permanently, no way out.
1: Okay. You take a um, few moments accessing the computer. Easy enough. You reach down. Martha, you hear this sparking sound? you glance up in time to see isaac with their tremendous strength simply rip a circuit board out from underneath the what looks like the the flight area where the controls are <laughs> sparks fly a little bit and isaac is just holding what looks just like a chunk of machinery in their hand you know enough about flight systems to know that that shouldn't come out hmm.
2: advanced hardware engineering hmm. trying to shuttle sp- will need it that our friend.
1: That was essentially in a navigational unit. It would require an entirely new one. The shuttle might fly, but it ain't going anywhere.
2: (laughs) Uh, And I'll take the plus one on a similar task in the future. Uh, For my own notes, uh, what would you consider broadly the scope of that task? Just so I'm not like, hey, can I use it on um, doing a cartwheel?
1: (laughs) I would say anytime you access, like, if the worst should come to pass and a bunch of Xenos storm the place and kill your pilot, you will have a plus one to accessing the con- the pilot controls on the drop ship. Plus one, or if you have to repair any heavy machinery check, you make on the, on a drop ship is going to receive a plus one die. So if you have to repair something, if something is in need of fixing or anything like that, you'll be able to Up do to it.
2: hardware repair and you need okay. to
1: breach a door. Yeah. That kind of thing.
2: Perfect. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Okay. It takes about five minutes but you guys clear out the shuttle. Maitland is definitely here. And so is the doctor. Arrived on the shuttle with him still in stasis, apparently, from what you can tell, Martha. And when he was removed from the shuttle, he was still in stasis. But this was some time ago. You don't know how long Maitland has been here. Hard to say. You all emerge from the shuttle. ...giving the lieutenant the information. She just nods and goes, fuck, all right. We got to move fast. Fast and quiet. Everybody, in we go. Should have brought a fucking coat. She starts striding towards the entrance. It is incredibly easy to get inside. As you approach the side of the mountain, you do see that there are giant metal doors. You're not sure what their purpose were. Perhaps they were still in the middle of construction. It certainly looks like that, because again... Huge, heavy plastic see through tarps are just cracking and blowing in this strong wind that roars through here. You blink through some of the snowflakes, you begin to pull up this plastic and step inside, where the cold is a little less painful now that you don't have to worry so much about wind chill. And inside, you see a well lit cavern that is not natural. Your first instinct upon sight of it is that it looks like it might have been built by Wailing Yutani. But it doesn't take an observation check to start suddenly feeling like you are in a place that is quite ancient. As the pillars here that stretch up to the vaulted 67-foot ceilings that look irregular seem to have been carved with strange patternings all over them. Eerie shapes that look unusual, irregular, sometimes geometric, but altogether intentional. And then there is the large stone head in the center of the room. giant head that apparently stands close to what you have to imagine being maybe peaking at about 70 feet in height. It looks like the face of a bald man to you. But time has caused erosion. You can see the nose is slightly given way from the wind. You can see the features have been kind of eroded to the side. The mouth is barely present. It's unlike anything you've ever seen, and it's layered going all the way up, almost like it was constructed in stacks all the way to the top. What's up, Tig?
4: Is it definitively humanoid?
1: It's definitively humanoid.
4: Like, or like, like, from what I can tell, it, this is... It this looks like a nose. It looks like a mouth. It looks, it looks like, like... Okay.
1: looks like there are eyes. It looks like a human face.
4: Oh, jeevers! Okay
1: you see there are two branching hallways, these great corridors. You also see whaling yutani equipment everywhere. Computers, portable computers that have been left on. Some of them are on what looked like portable wheelie-style kind of uh, desks that have equipment on the inside. Numerous canisters, probably for safety, perhaps uh Oxygen, you you see all kinds of research materials. You even see the occasional like notepad flipping papers back and forth as it's getting caught in the breeze. There's a ghost town underneath the watchful eye of this great being in front of all of you. And finally, breaking the silence from the howling wind that catches in here makes this cave sound like it breathes. You hear the lieutenant finally say, What the fuck?
0: My my sentiments exactly. I, I don't I don't think Whaling Utani sent folks out here to sculpt things. So uh, what is that?
1: Some kind of fucking art show? Someone it, thought pretty highly of themselves that they built a seventy foot statue of their head.
4: It's definitely been here longer than Whaling Utani. Yeah. yeah, the erosion is. That's nature, and that takes a long time.
1: Where the fuck are we? Lieutenant looks around. Indeed, this place looks absolutely like you've stepped into another world. Even the material of which the stone is made out of as you look around seems to have changed from the mountain you saw on the outside, almost like it has been added to or perhaps discovered from within, but this takes on a sort of dark onyx-like shape, almost looking not quite as glossed as volcanic glass per se, but rather like a matte black unpolished marble. Sculpted into the vague inclinations of what you can see to be depicting some kind of images. Anybody who leans closer and looks doesn't need to make an observation check to see that it's almost... You didn't know any better. you'd see something similar to hieroglyphics written all over the walls, images and pictures that are depicting things that are hard to make out. And you're not sure if it's by design, if it's meant to be texture on the wall, or if in fact, you're looking at a story that has been told from eons ago. The one thing that really stands out to you, Isaac, and it could just be the fact that your imagination is starting to work with you. There is something eerily familiar in that the texture, the color, and the manifestation of the artwork, the walls, the pillars vaguely resemble to you the exoskeletal flesh of the creature you saw on the Rasmussen.
2: wonder if they made this in the Xenomorph image or the other way around.
4: Oh shit!
0: I mean, I I don't I don't mean to make light of the situation, but I just hieroglyphics on the wall. That's it's one for black folks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just trying to I'm moved here. All right. Um what the hell is going on?
1: Uh the lieutenant steps forward and says, Hey, you're not the only one that painted pictures on the sides of walls.
0: <laughs> you know you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um
4: You said there were
0: I think with that, I think that kind of
4: breaks what like tension? this this like trance, at least for Tig. Yeah. And kinda of has like a Oh jeez, okay. Yeah, we're doing stuff. You said there were like notebooks, kind of like fluttering in the wind. Can yeah. I get, it does can just kind of scanning in the area that we're in? Just can I see any writing, anything that makes any sense of what this is?
1: Take you glance over at some of these notebooks. Um, there's not many to use paper these days, particularly in Wayland yeah. Utani research facilities. Yeah. Wayland Utani doesn't skimp when it comes to their priority projects. Only I think truckers the- and and like. Only truckers and nonprofit people like yourself, who work as subordinates and I subsidiaries of Wayland Utah use paper.
4: Tig immediately remembers a, a book <laughs> with notes in the margins and thinks that perhaps that they might be using paper for the same reason. They want to keep whatever they've got going on here here only. But Cause I don't, I don't think Tig thinks this is that old. They've got this tech, and then they're also using paper. I think, I think her immediate thought is that this is, they want to be unhackable. But yeah, she just skims and see what she can, what what comes up if anything makes sense.
1: Martha, make me an observation check. Okay. While this is happening. Tig, as you move over to the paper, you glance down just over your shoulder, making sure to keep the two tunnels that flank this giant head in front of you still in your peripheral. So if anything moves, <laughs> yeah. it can be on the receiving end of that pulse yeah. rifle. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You glance down at the paper and you can see scribblings on it, but immediately you can tell, Tig, the wind has probably blown in here maybe at night, mm-hmm. but snowflakes perhaps or the moisture, yeah. all of the writing has been completely destroyed on this stuff. It looks like moisture is soaked right through all of the pages. It probably wasn't meant to be left out like this. Yeah,
3: prob- probably not. <laughs> which tells you
1: another piece of information. Yeah. What'd you get, Martha? One success. One success is all you needed. Martha, while everyone's gazing at the remarkable architecture and all of the alienness of the place, you have the sense to just scan the ground. And you pause. And then you look back over your shoulder, taking note of the fact that your fire team has not moved in front of you every colonial marine that's in here with you guys is still technically behind you. Y'all have kind of formed a bit of a line as you're very carefully entering this place. The reason why this is important is because you see boot prints in the snow, and they are larger than Maitland's boot prints. And there are a few of them. They look fresh. Someone else is here and there's more than one of them. In
3: Which direction does it look like they're going?
1: Looks like they head directly into the left tunnel. Okay.
3: I'm going to point them out to the lieutenant and everyone. Lieutenant uh, goes, I'm also going to say, like,
1: mm-hmm. quiet. Lieutenant orders the quiet as well. Everyone hushes and immediately looks at Lieutenant Batista and she does a quick squat down and looks at the boots and she goes, Hey. You cannon. Come here, take a look at this. Buchanan moves over and looks down. She glances up and she goes, "It look like a combat boot to you. Buchanan nods. Right. We're not alone here. Nobody else is operating in this area. So right now, we're going to assume anybody we come across is not colonial marines. Here in the back, Macron pipe up and say, ma'am, is it possible we got proggies? She goes, no way of knowing. But If there are proggies here, you do not fire unless fired upon. Do you understand? We don't need an incident. We are now, frontier war is over. That goes for everyone. She looks directly at TIG, and then she looks directly at Private Korea. And she says, you see proggies, you don't shoot unless you're fired upon.
4: If the Medic. UPP is Medic. here,
1: we're not going to start an incident. I just want to make sure we're all clear on that. All right. Everybody form up. We're going in. We're going to follow these guys. The situation is starting to change. If things look hairy, I'm sending you back to the drop ship.
0: Uh, of course.
1: Um, Last chance to head back now.
0: Not on your life. Uh, I feel like you might need me more than... We originally thought I might feel a little more comfortable with somebody might spare a weapon. Not that I know how to use it, just...
4: That's worse. That's actually worse. Giving you <laughs> a gun that you don't know how to fire. I, th- I do hope you understand how that sounds worse.
0: I, if, uh, like a like a placebo. It would make me feel better. I oh, no okay. All right. Doing. Well, then in that case,
4: Tig will genuinely unload her pistol and give it to Zoc. <laughs> Thank
1: you me. just hand over the pistol. Like, oh
4: yeah, if that's why, then for sure. But I'm not gonna give you a loaded gun. That you
1: oh, don't I, 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 use. I
0: wouldn't fire a loaded gun. I just want to feel like I could point something. Yeah, still, still dangerous when it's loaded. Okay, here you go. But feel better with that. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Lieutenant gets on the comms and says, "Win, I'm gonna need you to be off station. Copy that, Lieutenant. Where you want me to head? Stay close, but don't be visible if you don't have to be." Last thing we need is our ride out of here getting blown up by some UPP who don't want us to be here. Copy that. Heading to station. Uh, you can hear in the distance the drop ship powering up.
4: I would like to if if there's if you'd like me to make a roll for it, What's I up? will. But I would like to the, the ammunition I just unloaded from the pistol I gave to Doc. I would like to then slip into his pocket.
1: Okay, so you put the clip of the of the you were, oh do you want to you don't have to roll for that
4: okay yeah I just yeah, you, want...
1: can, you can you can you basically pick pot like fast slide of hands kind of the, dropping the clip into his into his doctor's coat yeah okay easy
4: like it's i don't want coat. him to, easy yeah i don't want him to swing it around like load a loaded gun and get freaked out and like hurt like that's not but like if there is like an emergency i do actually want to do that.
1: something's running straight towards him you don't want him to pull the trigger and nothing happens <laughs> Because that could be a split second decision. It's fine, Tig. You can totally do that, yes.
4: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I want just, him to have it, but he doesn't. Yeah. Does
1: he need to not know about this? Or are you trying to do this so it's kind of He'll, not...
4: he will find it on his own time? I, I, just okay. don't wanna... I will I
0: willingly fail for the At sake. A dramatic <laughs> moment.
4: <laughs> yeah, you will you will find it. Just not I'm not making a big deal of it right now. Okay. Also because I don't think I'm supposed to be giving a civilian my military grade weapon.
3: <laughs> can do I see this? this?
1: If you want to
3: yeah sure I would like to I won't say anything I just yeah, yeah. okay yeah cool
1: yeah cool. it kind of crosses your mind too Martha but you see Tig slips a clip to that Magnum rifle or the Magnum uh, pistol that Tig has got just slides one of the clips into the Doc's coat and That's with that you guys to
0: get like this
1: you guys start moving down into the uh into the Canyon Lieutenant Batista gets on the horn with Captain Levine reports back that there may be possible UPP activity on the ground, but nothing is confirmed. Captain Levine reports back. You can all hear the captain say, could also be a Wayland yutani strike team. If they are, consider them hostile. Understood, Captain. Either way, you find yourselves outnumbered, I want you to pull out. We're going to try to rescue Dr. Alvin Varela if we can. But if things get too hot and my marines in danger, I'm pulling you all out and I'm going to glass that entire mountainside. Roger that, sir. All right, everybody. Let's go. Move out. Batista and everybody forms up. And like the well-oiled machine, a bunch of fucking badasses that the United Colonial Marines are, you guys start stalking your way down that corridor ready for anything to jump out at you. Y'all notice that Private Buchanan, in particular, looks hungry and mad. That much is clear but she has kept her cool. Now, as you all move down the corridors, I'm gonna ask for mobility rolls from everybody. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that you guys are borked if you fail this roll and you're giving away your position, but it is gonna give me a clear idea of how the stalking goes as you guys move down the corridor, as well as the directions you choose and what you encounter. So go ahead and make it... <laughs> Did that roll go well for you, Sam.
2: Am I so transparent? After just six short years of working with me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that 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 four fives. Not a say.
1: Understood. Okay. okay,
3: Doc. That's three successes in the. A, yeah. Well, okay. I don't, don't want to jinx myself, but I have rolled successes every time in this game for this first time mm-hmm. and only time. Well, now
4: you've said it. So. Yeah, I
3: also yeah. don't I want you to jinx. People. We know I don't
4: believe in jinxes, so I I love this for you. <laughs>
3: Okay, good. I got I just...
4: three successes.
1: <laughs> All right, three successes. Fantastic.
4: I rolled two and a one on a panic die, but I only have two panic dice right now, so I would auto succeed a panic roll. Okay. But I... did I add one? Do you... I rolled a oh, one on a panic die. You rolled a I... one on a
1: panic die? You automatically yeah, add I'm a point add of stress okay. if you if you Sweet. roll a one on the panic die.
4: Phenomenal. Okay, cool. Just but if you
1: trouble. roll a one on the panic die, it means you automatically roll on the stress table, but you yeah. are gonna auto succeed. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So I
4: have rolled. It's just, yeah.
1: Tig, you've been keeping it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been a lot. <laughs> you guys move through here.
4: Um, two successes otherwise.
1: rounding one of the corridors, you start losing sight of the entryway in which you came in. And now the place is illuminated by what looks like hall lights that have been fastened into the walls themselves, just above some of the pictures that you see depicted on the sides. The ground starts becoming less and less rocky and more and more. Well, for the best best way to describe it for all of you, Giger-ish. You're familiar with the works of H.R. Giger. Oh.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: It feels like you're walking on metal suddenly. And as so you begin to stride into this room. There are weird ribboned almost like intestine looking like tubes that are lining the hallway at the base. And then above the hallway itself looks perfectly symmetrical, artistically done as it looks absolutely smoothed and carried out in a way that each one of you has to acknowledge whoever built this place. This is almost like a temple. It has to be the way it has been ritually carved that's not what really attracts your attention what really attracts your attention are the flood of bullet shells that you see laying in the snow is collected as you guys have moved through here there's probably about 60 to 70 shells that have scattered across the ground down here lieutenant nods and says i see it i see it
4: is there any sign of splatterings of the acid blood at all
1: No signs of the splattering of acid blood. Okay. Lieutenant continues to move forward. She squats Mm -hmm. down and picks up one of the Mm -hmm. shells. Looks at it. And I'm going to have her roll. (laughs) All right. Lieutenant knows her shit. All right. She holds up the shell to get a read on it. You hear her sigh. She confirms that this is from an AK47. What does that mean? Standard issue UPP combat rifle. We carry the RMAT for the uh pulse rifles. She kind of shakes it in her hand. UPP are here, Captain. This is Fire Team Two. We have confirmation UPP presence. Just found some bullet shells on the ground. Came from an AK forty. A few moments later, you hear, "Copy that, Fire Team. Keep aware. May not still be UPP. Could be the presence of Operation Dark Star." You see? We did.
4: Fuck, that's right. Yeah, I would say Tig was about to, like, when she got off the call, be like, Yeah, I did get myself one of those from a downed Dark Star vessel at one point, so that definitely is not off the table yet.
1: Fuck. Dark Star's here, they might know about Maitland.
4: I'd assume if Dark Star's here, that's why they're here.
1: They're here for Maitland and they're here for the Xeno Queen. did they win I don't see any blood just a lot of gunfire i don't know what they were shooting at but they shot a lot maybe we'll see what they hit up ahead maybe it got away
4: could i try to see because you said there's been a lot of like wind through there's enough wind through here to like ruffle pages
1: Mm -hmm. in this corridor not so much
4: okay but like with the boot prints we saw earlier with the amount of wind that was blowing Does this seem like this was like eminently, these boots were like just ahead of us or like they've had enough time to blow over a little bit?
1: With the observation check that was made, all you can tell is that it was recent. Cool, okay, cool. Yeah.
4: Growing up
0: in the snow being like, how can I, can I read
1: the snow? -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, I just got one quick. Is there, uh, from the data that I collected in the med bay with Mm -hmm. the individuals that were transformed by the serum, would i see any sign that that might have been what they were shooting
5: at
1: there's no way to tell okay the only I, way you could it, so. yeah you, if you get to the end of this corridor where it starts to bend around mm-hmm. it's likely whatever they were shooting if they were shooting from this location it's likely whatever it was was probably around the bend or on the way to and you might be able to find evidence if you want to make an observation check you can
0: okay uh well in that case i think Doc is just going to chime up and go. There might be a third option, and then he's going to share okay. what he found All right, uh, keep... and show one
1: of the vials. Okay, if you share what you found, that means that right now, Tig, for the very first yeah, time, far, is hearing. How much of this...
0: that do you share? Yeah, <laughs> Tig is I am hearing. not sharing the Gemma part.
4: Okay, thank okay. you. <laughs> I said it Yeah, I was going to say
1: you were about to drop an emotional nuclear bomb on no. Tig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
4: was just just, it, just had to confirm, just had to
0: confirm. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay. It's just like there's a third option of what we might face. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. All right. We'll keep an eye out for that. Holy shit! The that
0: tangled webs
4: they weave. Christ.
1: As you continue making your way down the corridor, you begin to see signs of what looks like blood. At first, it appears as dark liquid that is just spattered onto the floor, almost like somebody spilled oil in here. In a closer inspection, the lieutenant reaches down, and with her gloved hand, she touches it and looks up, and sure enough, it's crimson red on the tips of her fingers. And she shows everybody and says, they were shooting at somebody, or somebody got wounded.
2: The latter, probably if it if it were as you know it was sizzle and if it were
4: maitland um
2: it would
1: be different yeah synthetic blood looks different all right
4: i mean there were theoretically humans living here at one point
1: could be station staff yeah could be the upp came down here and just shot the place up mm-hmm. could have been a raid they're still the, here
3: the blood is still like liquid mm mm-hmm. So it's pretty fresh.
1: It looks like the edges have crystallized a little bit.
4: Okay. Okay. And it is cold, too. So
1: what's curious, though, is um, as she moves, the, she touches the blood. The color of the blood would indicate it's been here for a long, long time. It should have dried but on the surface of this metal. For some reason, it doesn't look like it has hasn't crystallized and it hasn't turned any other kind of it hasn't changed in any, any kind of edible liquid state. It looks almost blackish. Thankfully, it's not the black fluid that you guys are dreading. It might be I can confirm yeah. that. Um, all right, but she stands up from the squat and continues moving forward. The advancement down the corridor is a stressful one you guys keep your ears open for any sounds as you're moving in and out of some of these walkways the architecture just gets more and more bizarre until finally you enter what looks like a large room that is glo- like globular looks like it expands outwards about 100 feet perfectly symmetrically carved there are all sorts of depictions carved ritualistically into the walls above. You've never seen anything like it. Part of most of it is incomprehensible. What you're looking at, you think you see the images of beings because you spot things that look like rib cages stretched over skin, but it's hard to make out what they're attached to because the other part just sort of erodes into the wall. And there's a part of you who cannot tell if that's by time or design. There's also a strange object in the center of this room. It looks like a arc, like a crescent-shaped panel of some kind. Clearly some kind of technological panel because Waylon yutani has all kinds of stuff hooked up to it. And there is blood spattered all over the side of one of these laptops. You see, it looks like a space here where there is a blood spatter. Every single one of you that has ever fired a gun knows what a gunshot spatter looks like. And it starts to map out what probably happened. There is no corpse. Lieutenant makes sure to get close enough to record that. Takes a look around. Leans over. Macron and just kind of murmurs What the fuck is everyone? I feel like we're walking into a trap or something I don't hear anything nothing on the motion sensor, no bodies Where the fuck is this place? Any ideas? She looks at the rest of the fire team Much like you Isaac the fire team looks around like the hell we... we- no ideas as <laughs> everyone kind of shrugs it off
4: the tech attached to the console. Does mm-hmm. any of it still look usable?
1: Move over to it. It doesn't have any power, but interestingly enough, it looks like the portable laptop and the stand, the mobile stand, like the ones you saw in the front, the entry area looks like it has been jury-rigged. You can see that Weyland Utani apparently has come up with some way to interface. Unfortunately, the laptop has three very large bullet holes in the screen and is not functioning.
4: Oh, but if it's a laptop that's being connected to those might be some cables that my friend Martha can interface with. So she's kind of going to be like, hey, uh, Martha, you you can maybe look at this better than I can. And I'll kind of point out what I see and like ask about the cables if any of those look useful to her.
3: Yeah, I walk over.
4: What do you make of that? Creating connections mm-hmm. to tech that I don't recognize.
1: You can contact check, Martha.
3: Okay. One so far. Oh my god, three.
1: Three successes.
3: It's these dice. These two dice have been so
1: very good,
5: good to you. <laughs> Real quick, okay.
0: wasn't one of your stunts on uh contact, like a plus one going forward? Uh on medical. Yeah,
1: oh, not on this system. Lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um now you might build a that <laughs> might be what's stunt for this one. <laughs> plus one
1: on related roles, you don't need to overcome again, half the usual time, new unexpected information, hydro tracks, you show off. You uh, get yeah. two stunts. Uh, okay.
3: Yep. I definitely want a plus one for um I mean, I guess it depends on what I find out here. Uh-huh. What it'll be on exactly. Because there's the Wayland Utani hookup and then there's whatever the original thing is in the center of the room.
1: Uh yeah. you wanted you wanted to get an extra piece of information and the and the in con- what did you want to do? I'm sorry.
3: Uh I was just thinking plus one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um I'm I'm saying I do I do want a plus one.
1: Okay, from future interface.
3: Like, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I I would like some info. Well, what do I get from just the regular? Success?
1: You have to tell me. And then you got to spend your stunt. <laughs> you can't you oh, can't get information really? and then gauge if you want to use the stunt on more information. You have to kind of like tell me what okay. you want. stunt. yeah yeah yeah.
3: Uh, then yeah, information.
1: Okay, cool. All right, so as you activate this, the first piece of information you get from the success role is not only does your seeks handheld hacking device interface, it takes it a few moments before it does. But what you start getting Martha is this interface is genius. The way it's starting to translate and run through uh, the interface codes on this device of yours, you can see the complexity. And it's going to be very difficult to understand what this computer is and does. However, well, another piece of information that you're going to be given is that Waylon yutani would have had to have been down here for years to be able to manufacture an interface with an alien console like this. They probably spent years building this out because as you're interfacing it with, there's just no, this, the computations alone, as you're looking at it, the computer that you are connected to already, just from the readouts is more advanced than anything you've ever seen in your life. Mother 9,000 doesn't have a fraction of the computing power that you have the thing you're plugged into. And it's reading differently as it floods in code across. You're seeing ciphers that have septillion numbers of coding all over it. It fill up the entire device. Waylon Yutani probably has files on that laptop ways of translating. If they've been down here for years, they probably have. They've probably worked out sequences that will help them understand what it is they've plugged into. But right now, the Sigson device, it's not going to tell you anything except for two things. This console is old beyond measure. You have no idea how ancient it is, but it's been down here for thousands and thousands of years at least. And Weyland and Yutani would have had to have spent at least three to five years trying to build an interface like this. Which would place it back towards the beginning of the frontier war and maybe the colony, colonial war, colony wars from before, possibly even the oil wars Things stretching back for the past five, five years to a decade. This has been an old operation.
5: Hmm.
1: You definitely get a sense that you are getting close to answers. But this is a big fucking puzzle piece and a new piece of information.
3: I would like to. So, if that was just a scan with my my interface with it, yeah. Okay, Uh, I'd like to try to just go directly onto the Weyland Yutani computer.
1: That computer is dead. It has been. It is riddled full of bullet holes. Oh, okay. It's real dead. (laughs) As you glance over at it, you can see the two holes in the screen itself, and look at the blood spatter. Whoever was standing at this wow. console was probably shot in the back.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, which, Martha, I'll give you that as your last piece of information. Whoever moved in here moved fast and quiet.
3: Hmm. Strike team.
1: If oh. the person at this console wasn't alerted to gunfire from the corridor ahead somebody was able to do it quietly. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of bullet shells too. There's a lot of questions being asked.
5: Hmm.
4: Are the bullets just in the monitor?
1: Yeah. That's all you can see. Nothing else looks like it's been damaged in here.
4: Maybe a hard Two drive. Shots. Snag a hard drive.
1: That would require uh. a yeah, that would be a contact check.
4: Not for not me to take, but but maybe yeah. a... <laughs> you could split
1: this. You could yeah. easily split this laptop and pull the hard drive.
3: I want to do it or try okay.
1: it. I'm not going to have you roll for it. That's easy. Okay. Martha, Martha could do that in her sleep. <laughs> you that basically pull out one of your devices and just pry that laptop. It takes you a few seconds to split it open, but you all watch with some gratification as Martha cracks this laptop and pulls it apart. You see the guts of the laptop just spread out as the circuitry is exposed. She just reaches in and does a couple of good yanks. And you see this hard drive just push! Pop free, in perfect condition. Hasn't been damaged. Yoink. Slide that. And then everyone hears the gunshot. Oh God. Echoing down one of the corridors. And then gunfire erupts. You all hear it echoing down. Everyone glances left and right. Marines get into a combat position immediately, dropping to one knee and using the console as cover. Looking around with all of the echoes, impossible to tell which direction it's coming from. And it's uh, the motion detector, as you glance down at it, um, it is able to, how many meters is that able to scan up ahead again?
5: Um,
1: it's actually pretty good, if I remember correctly.
4: Ocean tracker can use once per turn.
1: Oh, I've got to roll the power cell on that thing.
4: Yeah, po- I have a power cell six.
1: Yep, you're still um, good on power.
4: Okay. Oh, why is that all I have written down? Isn't that more? That's my armor. That's okay. My... I can look
1: it up. Because uh-huh. remember, we're using our old sponsor's website here.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, they didn't take that back. Um, we get to have all of it. Is
3: it the three one four or three one six?
4: I have written down I just have written down motion tracker. I might have just been taking notes while you talked instead of actually taking a screenshot of the
1: it. It is probably gonna be the more advanced one because it is a colonial marine. marine so yeah. I think it's gonna be the three one six. Let's see. It, it okay. just says um, long
0: range if it's the three uh, one. The drawback
1: forward. to the M3 is the size and weight. Um Ooh. Oh it's the yeah, it's the so, uh it's the smaller one, the weight zero, because that's the one that the colonial marines use. So the it, yeah, it would be bulky. for the marine
4: pack. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, three fully charged medium range.
4: Medium. Okay.
1: Nothing is popping up on your okay. sensor. So whatever it is is at long range and it's very difficult to hear which direction it's coming from. It's hard to ascertain. But it sounds like heavy machine gun fire. Like a firefight has erupted. What's up, Sam?
2: Um Isaac looks to the floor. When we saw a video of Maitland moving the cryopod unit, it was it was on wheels. Uh, it seems like liquid sort of sticks around, and there probably was snow outside. Could I see any sign of the tracks to know which way the cryopod is, at least?
1: Make me an observation check. And if you want Eric. as up. a storyteller, I might say this is an excellent time to, if you were trying to ascertain that using this, it might, considering the odds, it might be a good time for take a story it. point. Do
4: it. Take it. We, because, we, we,
1: as a quick reminder to everybody, everybody in this group can push roles except Sam.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Sam is not allowed as a synthetic to push roles. Would you like to spend a story point, take it, Sam? Take it, take it.
2: Ticket. I I will succumb to peer pressure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone's like do it. In which case? In uh Matt Guru Matt, thank you so much. For that story point and help us find this points. find
4: mm. this pod.
2: Yes, 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 yes. Uh we had no sixes and then my heart just like dumped into into <laughs> my my feet and mm. then there were three fives.
1: Three uh, wh- fives?
2: <laughs> oh, um, Isaac. Oh,
4: Isaac. <sighs>
5: Let's for the Tim Tams
1: Yes, Isaac. Thank um, you, Story
4: Point. Holy moly. Wouldn't have got it without you.
1: Isaac, it's at the entryway to the farthest left corridor that, that branches out like a spider web from the many corridors that are connected to this globular room. As you move over, you catch something in the corner of your eye and you immediately spot it straight up to it and you squat down and see that at the entrance of this corridor, there are no tracks. There's no way to not surprising liquid here. Interestingly enough behaves differently when it comes into contact with this floor, hoping to find some trace of snow. You find nothing except for, it looks like the piping perhaps attached to one of the cryo pods. It has been moved around quite a bit. Come with those metal adjustable rings that allow you to tighten it and fasten it. Once you plug it back in, essentially, a very basic, simple piece of tool that allows you to fasten it to any compatible unit must have gotten caught on one of these interesting and weird sculpted uh, angled corners because it was torn free and you can see it sitting at the base of this hallway. that leads down far to the left. And because you got multiple successes, as you squat down and pick it up, your sensitive ears are easy enough to pick up. The gunfire is likely coming from this corridor in the direction of this very corridor.
2: I hold it up. I turn back to the group this way. I'd like to go.
1: Isaac, you've I got see. something. Lieutenant.
2: Take immediate first uh, moving towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, they're booking.
1: Okay. Form up. Doc, you're in the back. Okay.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, Doc is just honestly doing his best impersonation of their form because he does care.
1: <laughs> Private Coria said stick next to me, Doc. You'll be alright.
0: Gotcha. Affirmative.
3: With the empty gun.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love Doc so much.
5: So much. So good.
2: So say we all.
1: Alright. You all begin to move down the corridor, and as you do, the Marines tense up as everyone hears the gunfire and screaming at this point. All sorts of noises that you had never heard before. Uh, The screaming gets a little bit louder as the gunfire, and as y'all are rounding what seems to be one of these bends, the Lieutenant's eyes widen, and suddenly she holds up, stop. Everybody comes to a stop, and she makes the motion, and the Marines drop down to their knees and assume a firing position. Someone's coming. Gunfire gets louder and louder and louder until a few moments later you see in full run somebody in black fatigues holding what looks like an AK-40 running down the corridor towards, y- towards y'all. They round shooting the corner. Towards and us or the- they're not shooting right now. They're just running around the corner towards y'all directly. They don't react like they've seen all of you, but the lieutenant immediately calls out to them. And you hear her and pretty decent Russian scream at him to drop his gun. Colonial Marines shouting out to him. The guy ignores them and turns around and opens fire. Whips around, puts his back to all of you. As he whips around and opens fire, it's first you're not sure what he's shooting at until you all notice the walls are moving. Black marbled walls crawl they reflect light they ripple it takes you a moment to understand what you're seeing but it clicks for isaac more than it clicks for anyone else because isaac saw one up close you can't count how many there are isaac you might guess more than 6 they you're crawling along the walls along the floor and moving at speeds You didn't know they could move the guy's gone full auto and judging from his screaming he has failed his panic check it takes a beat later but you see that it starts to dawn on the lieutenant what it is you're all looking at at about the time it clicks and isaac you have the instinct to turn and tell her what it is y'all are seeing she screams Bugs! Bugs! Get everybody back! Retreat! Back up! Open fire! And everybody at the same time, the entire fire unit opens up.
2: I'd like to tackle Doc into a fireman's carry.
1: Okay. Doc, you whip around. Isaac, make me a quick check. You're going to make... This is going to be stamina. stamina check.
2: Love that. My hands roll. I'm buff.
0: Uh, first quick check, uh, Noir? I guess that's technically a hands. I wanted to check Absolutely, yeah, you know, Absolutely, absolute, listen, okay. Doc Quick is... check, for Uppies. Doc... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said I wanted Isaac Uppies, and I'm getting them. Uh, Doc How many is successes? Panicky.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like being hit by a football player, Doc, except for instead of getting tackled to the ground, you're lifted up and you're on someone's shoulder, and you are being carried like a child. Isaac lifts you like you don't weigh a thing. <laughs> this synthetic mechanic lifts you up over onto their shoulder and just runs with you you could be a throw pillow right now for all you know like isaac's strength is stunning you as you are moving quickly the gunfire is causing ringing in your ears as it echoes down the hallway as the marines are ordering a full retreat for those of you who were retreating and opening fire i'm gonna ask for two things first of all you see that unfortunately as the colonial marines open fire they go full auto and they do not discriminate at what they're shooting at. The poor individual who was shooting backwards is caught in that cross, oh, in, in that fire.
3: I was going to ask. Yeah.
1: yeah. The Marines just open up as everyone is going to gain a point of stress.
3: I. I
4: think my first thing is I'm going to look to see what Martha's doing. And if Martha is oh. grabbing her weapon, I am grabbing your elbow and pulling you. We're, le- we're not trying to fire right now. We are running.
1: <laughs> uh, accidentally... fire and retreat is what you've been ordered yeah. to do. You've been yeah. ordered- No, no, no. Ordered I am grabbing fire. Martha.
4: We are just retreating. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, well, then... I want
1: to I be perfectly clear about this. Mm-hmm. The lieutenant ordered a cover retreat with mm-hmm. fire and retreating backwards. Are you disobeying the lieutenant's order?
4: I'm willing to. I'm here against my will. I'm trying to include Martha in that. It is Martha's decision if she's going to. We can't. These uh, Shooting these things
3: is not going to do anything. Uh, Martha says, hold on, hold on, hold on. on." You see her actually turn and point her rifle towards the walls. Okay. Actually, she's going to, yeah, just point up and just in this, whatever tunnel we're in and launch a fucking grenade. If I see that, then I will, I'll mirror. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you say you point up and launch a grenade,
5: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing you don't mean over here. I to close your... this
3: structure. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm up and forward, like, into the tunnel to try to just break some pieces Structural. off and start to, yeah, okay. close this off. Okay. I know it's going to take several, if at all, if we can do it at all. But I'm going to start right.
1: to Martha, you, <laughs> the pulse rifle immediately clicks into the smaller ammunition load. Also retreating, underneath. though.
3: I okay, yeah, we're <laughs> I'm assuming that
1: everyone's, uh, yeah. everyone's st- staging a, a retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Martha, go ahead and make me a fi- go ahead and make me the role. Okay. This is ranged? Yep, this is gonna be a ranged combat role.
4: Okay. One, two, I'm, I'm kitted with uh Marine stuff, so I think right away she complains. She's like, Martha, no, and then she sees what you're doing and is like, shit, okay. <laughs> I'm and gonna As I'm that gonna that's happening,
1: Tig, mm-hmm. Buchanan standing next to you screams at you, fire your weapon, Marine. As she is backing up, she shouts at you.
4: I have nothing to say to that. Not a Marine. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to match Martha. What does that mean? Wait, remind me, is... Oh, grenade launcher. Like, you're going to do this. <laughs> oh, you're
1: going to grenade as well?
4: Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna follow oh. Martha's... I'm going to follow Martha.
1: Okay.
3: Remind me, Up does a stress die add one to our roll? Or it's yes, like... Yes, you replaces. add stress
1: die to your roll. they are additional dice that add into your pool. So every point of stress that you have, you add Six, that die.
3: Seven. Which is why stress can be no both stress. good and very okay. bad. I was going to ask if I should do a story point to you i think you should yeah, yeah. Y'all, are you we're in a now? room
0: full of xenos yeah. <laughs>
1: this is I mean, literally don't... the most danger you guys have all ever <laughs> been <in. laughs>
3: i will use the story points uh yeah okay okay i see at least one <laughs> i got a one on my stress die <laughs> um wow i just got one five holy crap <gasps> wow well i'm behind oh. you doing the same thing so hopefully
0: Glad we used that story fully.
3: <laughs> me How
1: too. many successes?
3: I got one, and I also rolled a one on my panic die.
1: You rolled a one, one on panic dying. die. You immediately gain one yep. point of stress, mm-hmm. okay. and now you have to roll a d6, or if you want me to roll it, but okay. it's a d6, no, and no, then no. you add, roll a d6 and add your stress to the roll. Uh, how many stress points do you have?
3: I have none right now. Oh, wait, uh, sorry, I'm confused.
1: How many stress points have you racked up?
3: How many dice I have?
1: Your stress, yeah, stress are, are your stress points as well. Got it. Okay. Then yeah. Yes, so you keep two. track. You have two okay. points and you just gained it is is that including the one you just gained? Yes. Okay, cool. So then you roll a D six and add two.
3: Uh, four I'm, total.
1: Four for oh, the, yeah. the total of the roll is four. Four. Then you keep okay. it together. You do not panic. Okay. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. I'm going to be
0: that, that student real quick. A mm-hmm. bunch of people have just gone full auto. Doesn't that do.
3: Oh yeah. Add a to us? kind of. Yeah, I was um, I was wondering, too, when we saw the things that well, when you true. personally go full auto, isn't it?
1: Well, you you gain you gain a point of stress the moment uh, you see the Xenos. Uh.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, OK, I forgot to so add actually, that. So actually, OK, yeah, I think I have yeah, oh, more. more.
2: And then one Eric, this came up after our game the other time, remember?
1: Yes. Weapons list is fully automatic, can be fired in long burst at fully auto fired. This counts as a normal attack, but with a few differences. Um, Your stress level immediately increases by one and add a die to the roll to the burst. So if somebody shoots full, yeah. So um, I do have the, the diagram here. You gain stress if you push a roll. If you use burst or full auto fire. You suffer one point of more damage and so on it does not give you stress if somebody else goes full okay sorry about that i have no no, it's okay we messed that up the first time so yeah you don't gain stress for going uh, only the person using full auto gains that point of stress gotcha okay so um so yeah martha go ahead and roll that extra stress die then because you you said Um, you needed to roll an extra stress oh got it yep so roll that extra Mm -hmm. stress die. you need one more roll
3: Okay, I'm safe. I got a two on that.
1: Okay, cool. So then so, you rolled a four, so a total of five, and you still keep it together. Still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're fine. Yeah. Okay. So how many successes okay. did you get for your attack?
3: One. One.
1: One success. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did you add the plus one bonus to your roll because it, the gun for gives the you a, uh, for the for the rocket launcher or the the yeah. grenade right uh, the grenade launcher? Okay, cool. I did. Yeah. All right. Would cool. you like me to
4: roll in tandem with if I'm making the same shot? Yes. Okay. Please. I, do you need everyone to know I'm rolling 15 dice right now? Okay. <laughs> That's a large number.
1: That's <laughs> a large number.
4: <laughs> uh, how many story points are we? No, I'm not going to take them. Martha, I'm gonna, I'm
1: Martha did you me. spend a story point?
4: Martha I did, yes. Yeah.
1: You did? Alright, one sec. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to thank somebody for giving us story points. Ox oh crew. Spoon. thank you so much for that thank story you. point.
4: Thank you for that success.
5: <laughs> You're
1: real, you.
4: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to should I take it? With? No, I'm just gonna roll. Okay.
1: Go ahead. Make your roll.
4: Holy shit, that's bigger than my dice box. Uh. Holy shit. Okay. Uh. Okay, that's. <laughs> that's three successes. I rolled a one on the panic die, and I <laughs> rolled a two on my panic roll, which is the exact number I needed to succeed. <laughs> to keep it together. <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you gain
1: your point of stress for rolling on the I one will, on the panic die?
4: I will now. Okay, I got
1: no, one. No, no, That's not
4: even. It's not even. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No, no,
1: no, no. When you, when you, when you have to panic, you immediately add a point of stress that you have to add to your it panic die.
4: Okay. Okay. Cool. I did my math wrong, anyways. I rolled a two. I now uh-huh. have five panic dice. That's but seven. Minus seven. But then it's but minus, minus two because you've got nerves yeah. of steel. So it's the exact number. <laughs>
1: so your talent, nerves of steel, keeps you from losing your shit at the sight of a yeah. swarm of Xenos running down yeah. the song at you. I am as nothing As you and Martha fire off two grenade rounds from your aramat pulse rifles. Yeah.
4: I'm not leaving Martha here to do this on her. I've got her back 100. percent i I've been nine. saying that since episode one. I've got your back. Let's go.
1: <laughs> if you want it all, please roll the dice. The blast, the damage roll is blast nine. So please roll. That's how do we roll that nine, nine dice of nine damage. Days.
3: Holy shit. Okay.
1: TIG is on the brink, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: it's
1: how do we... quite a bit. Oh.
3: Is it successes, like sixes? Or... Yes. Okay, so I have The one. force of an
1: explosion. Okay, so for every success roll, the victim suffers one point of damage. The roll cannot be pushed. Victims are engaged, blah, blah, blah. Effect radius. So, oh, I see. I'm sorry, hold up for a second. How many, it's okay, sorry. The damage on the gun is plus one. Uh-huh. That's added to it. So the, the amount of damage y'all did is already factored in by how many successes y'all rolled. And then the oh. last radius is nine.
4: Okay. So oh.
1: So okay. that is so going to be two immense. From me. So then you rolled a total of two points of damage from the two grenades. Plus three. Yeah. Yeah. Two plus three. Two plus... Because what is the base damage of the gun? Of the, of the uh,
3: grenade. Oh! Oh! Two... Well... Okay, the pulse rifle is two. Is that what you mean, or you mean yeah, the, just pulse two, two? the pulse rifle is two. Mm-hmm. Pulse rifles two. Pulse rifles two, and okay. then I rolled one success, so
1: three. u one grenade launcher says damage blast nine. Okay.
4: Did I say two successes? I think I've already you scooped said... up my dice again.
3: You said at least two. For each
1: person within short range. Of the blast when the detonation occurs, roll the number of base dice equal to the blast power. So everybody in range, you guys shot it down the corridor. You scored successes. So uh, it's a blast power of nine. So you are going to roll nine dice. We yes.
5: are okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I, and then uh, and then you're going to roll again. Okay, so if you already rolled it, then that's going to be your damage roll for every success. Oh boy. Uh, okay. That's yeah. A... How many successes did you get oh. on the on the nine die roll? So okay. oh, on the
3: nine die one.
1: Yeah. I got one. One success. Okay, and how many did you get, Tig? Mm-hmm. Or nine dice. Holy shit. Three. Three successes total. <laughs> chet four. also said that I had three
3: on my first
4: success roll too. So three, and then okay. three. Again. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank so you I'm also. gonna
1: roll yeah. damage. I'm gonna roll armor for the Xenos, but keep in mind, Xenos get their armor halved versus fire, no, which is the just, blast. We just
4: wanted them to stay on the other side of a wall of debris. We're trying <laughs> to get the
3: walls okay. to fall.
4: If it crushes them, that's cool
3: too.
1: Here's what oh, happens. I, yeah, that's true. Martha, you and Tig. Tiggy, you see what Martha's planning as the gunfire is erupting around you, you see Martha load in a grenade shot. You can hear the doctor going, oh, as Isaac grabs him up and starts running backwards. The retreat coming. The Xenos are everywhere. You, don't, you can't count how many there are. Martha just goes for the big gun. Your instinct to withdraw suddenly flips. The Marines are trying to produce covering fire to slow down the advance of the Xenos to give them time to retreat. And you realize at the last second, I need to open fire. You see, Martha's not leaving until she does. And instead of switching to, you switch to grenades just like she does. The two of you almost simultaneously send these hot rounds that just look like giant glowing balls down the, the corridor. Martha, you expect this cannon shot, essentially, to collapse the top of the corridor. But instead with a giant molten spark it bounces right off the ceiling ricocheting off the wall and detonates at the okay. same time yours does too Tig. it goes <laughs> the wall seems impervious oh, it is unaffected by the explosion of the grenade however as the two grenades detonate within relative uh closeness of the xenos you see an explosion of acidic blood as a roar of fire fills the corridor and starts rolling down towards all of you. <laughs>
5: okay. The
1: UPP guy is blown apart in front of you. As you see the fire swell over him and is rushing down the hallway directly towards all of you. A column of flame. That's where we're going to stop.
5: Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> Next week. Hey, they don't like fire. They
2: don't
4: like fire, right?
1: I don't like fire next week is the finale the final episode of season two beacon we look forward to seeing you then you show up and find out what happens to our heroes until then sleep well How we hope you enjoyed the show
0: and if you want to learn more about our shows make sure to join us on discord and follow us on social media and always remember you're amazing and thank you for helping